It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Sizing Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. We are inching closer and closer to Giants Eagles divisional playoff weekend. And of course, it's going to be a big topic throughout the show, throughout the week, and even bigger when we get closer to the game. And everybody's excited about the New York Giants in this football game, but. I'm feeling excitement with the other team now, too. The New York Jets. That's right. A terrible end to the season. Everybody down. Offensive coordinator gone. Is Rob Sala a good coach? Can you really bring back Zach? We'll see. All that negativity is there. But every single time in the last three days that I have gone and read all the sports sites and I'm trying to get ready for the show, I keep seeing a common theme. And now I'm starting to believe it. And that is Lamar Jackson is going to be a New York Jet. And how much fun would that be? CBSSports.com, by the way, and we are on CBS Sports Network, so we're partners. CBSSports.com has most likely destination if he leaves Baltimore. Number one, the New York Jets. Think about that. A former NFL MVP coming in to save the day for the Jets. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, you probably have to send some picks over. Doesn't matter. You get your quarterback situation solved for the first time in 100 years. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good morning, G. I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I have a little, uh, you know what I have today? Went out for a nice steak dinner last night. Oh, nice. So I had that steak dinner feeling the next morning. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? You're going to you're gonna have to drop a mean one about 10.30. Went, went to American Cut. It was great. Oh, awesome. That's right over here in Greenwich. It's, it's oh, my God. It's oh, great, I'm jealous. Great, it's great place. Great place. Anyway, so, yeah, but I feel like that this morning. No, I know exactly what you're saying. You feel like the bowl of scalloped potatoes. Ah, uh, yeah. We didn't have scalloped potatoes. Just a little... Uh, Potato puree, which oh, yeah. uh, with uh, with some uh, spinach, it was great. But oh, anyway, so anyway, that's how I feel. And, uh, and now you open this show with Lamar Jackson right, to the Jets. All right, let's just go through this quickly as to what it would uh, cost the Jets to acquire Deshaun Watson. I mean, I had Deshaun, but Lamar Jackson, and whether or not it makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. So yeah. Let's go. Let's go through it. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm I'm not. I would not do that here right now. Uh, because I think you, uh, you have to be honest with yourself about what type of offense are you running. Now, they don't have an offensive coordinator, so that's yes. the one thing. That's so a nice check they, mark they, in they, my they, argument. They can bring in a new offensive coordinator to tailor an offense to get the most out of Lamar Jackson. Yes. Lamar Jackson is an electrifying player. Lamar Jackson is electrifying in the eyes of the players in the league. Players in the league love him. Um, you know, they know that he's embroiled in this contract standoff with the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody in the league wants him to be paid. They think that he deserves to be paid. And you got to remember, he thinks he deserves to be paid more than what the Cleveland Browns have given Deshaun Watson. So that contract is was just an unbelievable contract. And, and, and the Cleveland Browns had to basically bribe Deshaun Watson to ex- accept the trade to their team. Yeah. Okay, so and, and that was for two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, all of it guaranteed. It was a record setting and precedent setting contract. 
I don't particularly care for the guy who got the contract, but that contract we've never seen before. Steve Bishotti, the owner of the Ravens, at the time of that contract, when it was signed, said this is going to make it really difficult for the rest of us around the league because he knew that he was in negotiations with his MVP quarterback, something Deshaun Watson hasn't won, but Lamar Jackson has. So in order to get Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens in a trade, this is how I think it would have to happen. The Ravens would have to put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, and that would slow things down. Right, and and that is something that he would have to sign. Eventually. Eventually, Eventually. if he wanted to be on another team. Because you cannot, if that is out there, we saw it with Le'Veon Bell. If that is out there and you don't sign it, I mean, basically. After a, after a certain time. So just let me finish. Right. So, so if they put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which means somewhere about $34 million. Sure. Would be guaranteed for him next year if he signs that. Now, he's not going to sign at the, the moment that they do this. Now, I think they have until like March 7th to, to do this. And they can negotiate with him now because he's their own player. But they have until March 7th to do this. If they put that franchise tag on him, then they can continue to uh, go through the contract negotiations with him. Or they can allow him to see if he can get a trade done, because they'll have trade parameters, to another team. And if those trade parameters are met, then there is a chance that the Ravens would accept the trade. But then Lamar and his agent would have to negotiate the long-term contract right, extension course. with said new team. In this case, you're talking about the Jets. So I, it, 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 it's going to be a ton of money, and it is going to be a ton of draft picks. Remember, Deshaun Watson got three first-round picks from the Cleveland Browns, uh, I think, uh, and two fourth-round picks and a third-round pick. I believe that's what the yep. entire compensation was. And, you know... That's all. That is a ton, and I know that Lamar is, you know, an exciting player. But then you have to think about if you bring him here, what is he doing to the players that are already on the field that are part of the Jets? All right. So first off, the reason why the Texans did this, and of course we thought it was stupid because of what Deshaun Watson had gone through, and it was just crazy that they broke the bank and then broke all the rules with that particular player because he had been suspended and everything else. But the reason they did that was because the Cleveland Browns have had the biggest problem at that position, probably even more than the Jets, in the history of the NFL. They can't get it right. And the owners out there, the coaches out there, the fans out there, they have had it, and they saw an opportunity to get a guy that they believe was going to be a franchise quarterback for over a decade, and they said, we have to do this. Enough is enough with the Cleveland Browns and the quarterback situation. So that's why I'm thinking the Jets are, have the same mentality. Now, Lamar Jackson is a much better guy than Deshaun Watson is, too, and he has an MVP under his belt, and this is why I think that the Jets are going to seriously consider it. And yes, it's a whole and yes, it's a lot of money. As I mentioned to you at the end of the Jets season, there will come a point in this offseason where Rob Sala and Joe Douglas are going to be sitting together and they're going to know that this season will determine their futures, this upcoming season in 2023. And they're going to look at the roster and say, are we really going to put our livelihood, our jobs, our future on the line and have Zach Wilson driving our bus? No, of course not. But here's the thing. Uh, Joe Douglas knows very well all about Lamar Jackson. Because remember, Joe Douglas was in Baltimore, then went to Philadelphia. So he's, he's tied into all of this. So Absolutely. Nobody knows Lamar Jackson better than Joe Douglas. Nobody. 
And if he wanted to go for this, Woody Johnson would go for it. Woody Johnson would definitely go for it. And the trade, you know, they, they can make it happen. If, in fact, Baltimore wants to keep him in the AFC, that's the other thing. That's right. Now, Houston didn't care. Houston sent him to an AFC team. But they just were, were looking at the compensation coming back to them. What was what was in the best interest of the Houston Texans? And it turned out that they they overpaid in order to get Deshaun on both sides of it. I think they overpaid in terms of compensation for Deshaun Watson, and they overpaid in terms of the contract that they gave Deshaun Watson. And that is desperation. There's no question about that. So here's the thing. Who are, first First, I would say this, who Who are they bringing in, in as, an, as an offensive coordinator? That That's my first okay. question. So I, I do think if Lamar leaves, that means that what Greg Roman has been doing and working with him maybe not might not be the the direction that the Ravens want to go any longer and maybe Greg Roman comes with him comes with him I do think that that is a a certain possibility now as far as other names that could work out with Lamar Jackson there's got to be other guys out there there's a million candidates there's people who know how to run offenses that are certainly can tailor to Lamar Jackson but without a doubt they're going to have to pair him with an offensive coordinator that gets the best out of him. Everybody would believe that. You can't put him in the same offense that you would put uh, Justin Herbert right. in. So there's, okay. there's, just, there's just no way. So here's, here's the other thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson has missed 10 games over the last two years. He played 12 last year. He played 12 this year. Right. So there's the injury proponent as well. Now, I, I did a little comparison. And the comparison I did is to a guy that was drafted in his draft plays very similar to the way that he plays and has been extremely successful like Lamar, although he hasn't gotten a uh, an MVP. And that's the great Josh Allen for mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So when I look at Josh Allen and I look at uh, Lamar Jackson from 2018 when they came in the league to 2022, Josh Allen has played 77 games. Lamar Jackson has played 70 games. Uh, Josh Allen is 52-24-0. Uh, Lamar Jackson is 45-16 and 0. He's only lost 16 games, which is incredible. It, it's a, it's an incredible number. Uh Lamar completes a little bit more uh, a better completion percentage. He's got about a 1 percentage completion advantage, a 63 and a half to 62 and a half. But of course, Josh Allen throws for many more yards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was like 6,000 more yards. Uh he's got 138 t- touchdown passes. Lamar's got 101. Uh, they, they both have a rating north of uh, 90. Lamar has a rating of 96. They both run the ball exceptionally well. Uh, Lamar's ran for 4,400, and, uh, and uh, Josh has ran for about 3,100. So these guys are pretty much comparable when you look at their numbers and their success in the league. Uh, the playoff totals, Josh is 4-3. and three, Lamar is 1-3. and three. Uh, The numbers drop significantly for Lamar in the playoffs. He, uh, he's got three touchdown passes. And five interceptions. Yeah, but that's a, that's a big problem with Lamar Jackson. There's no doubt about it. Right, right. Talking so about I'm, Lamar Jackson, the playoff issue, that's right. a huge issue. So, so my thing would be, okay, we'll give you the contract that you know maybe Josh Allen has. And I'm sure that's what Baltimore's looking at. It. They're looking at a comparable player from the same draft. Yeah. Similar success, similar way that they play. Um, Josh Allen is certainly the face of the Bills. Mm-hmm. And there's no question that Lamar Jackson is the face of the Baltimore Ravens. I, like if I were Lamar, I, I would not want to leave Baltimore. And I know he probably feels slighted and ticked off and everything else. I would want to stay with John Harbaugh. I would want to stay with Greg Roman because they believe in you, man. Your team believes in you. Now, if you come here to New York, now you have to get to know new teammates. You got 
and, and I'm telling you, the wide receivers are not going to be overly happy with this. Well, but they're also coming from a situation where they've dealt with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White, a hurt Mike White. That's what they're dealing with. I mean, Garrett Wilson was talking about Mike White like Mike White was Tom Brady. I mean, that's how unbelievable he felt when Mike White was the quarterback. Now, yes, as far as the offense goes and not getting as many targets, but as you mentioned, 45 and 16. Nobody is complaining when you're winning these games. Absolutely nobody. And I believe that the Jets, with what Joe Douglas has done through the draft and with this younger roster, he has built a team similar to what the Baltimore Ravens can be on defense, and they can win games like that. Now, getting to the playoffs and him getting over that hump, that's a, that's a discussion that has to be had. But you can you can make the Jets the Lamar Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. You I know can. You can. You can, now, you can the, essentially flip that right now by getting that player. Here's the one thing that I will agree with you on in terms of bringing him here, uh, and that is the fact that the Jets are like the Cleveland Browns, that they are desperate, desperate for a quarterback, and they need somebody that is going to excite the locker room, excite the team, and excite the fan base. There is no question about that. The question is, are you willing to give up the compensation? I, what do you would pay? I don't. I'm not, I'm not worried about the money part of it because he'll pay. The question: What? How much money? You know, is it five years, two hundred and fifty million? And you know, all of that guaranteed? Are you going to do that for a guy that you know has missed ten games over the last two years? Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's five years and it's not ten years, and he's twenty five years old as we sit here talking about him right now. So yes, I I would absolutely do that. I mean, just think about. How many Jet fans would just be thrilled and be running and buying season tickets and there's buying no question, the jerseys? There's no, there's no question it about it. It would be insane. And this is that organization. There's there's a lot of organizations out there that are trying to link Lamar Jackson to them. You know, in these articles, and I'm like, you know, they don't need that. That doesn't make sense for them. But the Jets, do, it does make sense for them in the history of the organization. So, so yes, do you think my player comparison is fair? I think Josh Allen is a much better player. I'm yes. saying, but the, the player comparison is right. fair if because I would, they're the same age. They played yes. about the same amount of games. They do have, you know, a really good. Both the players have tremendous records as starting quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, it is. And if I were the Baltimore Ravens, I would be arguing that. I would be saying, look at the Josh Allen. Yes, I would be doing exactly what you did. I do think Josh Allen is a better player, but the, you know, the issue is. You know, will Lamar Jackson back off of wanting more than Deshaun Watson? At at, at any point, will he? Because that's going to be the big deal. Now, if you think Woody Johnson doesn't care and will just give him that money, then that's a non-factor. Woody Johnson wants when he wants. Look, he's not getting any younger. Right. They want to win. They have plenty of money. The salary cap's going to go up to 200. I think they're estimating up to 225 million. Yeah. So that cap's going to go up. There's going to be room there. They can move other contracts around. They still have to do give, they do have to give other contracts to other players. And, you know, within this contract, within the five years of this contract, let's assume that it's five years, uh, you know, Quinton Williams has got to get paid. Yep. Uh, you probably get, you're going to end up some, at some point have to pay Garrett Wilson, assuming that. Gardner, yeah, of course. Sauce Gardner. Now, it would be interesting to see what Garrett Wilson thinks of this. I see. I feel like players in the NFL, Love Lamar Jackson and would be excited. They do, if he would. yes. So I, I think, but they also love their numbers. That's why Marquise Brown wanted to leave and yeah. go play with. Uh, you know, what a what a mistake he made. <laughs> went to the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> oh, and just went on a sinking Which is ship. A mess, yeah. So right. I mean, I, I understand your argument, and your argument makes one hundred percent sense, especially because of the offense coordinator and because the open position there. And you know, if you if Greg Roman came along with him or somebody like Greg Roman that understood Lamar. 
And, you know, because one of the reasons Lamar has been so successful is because of the way that Greg Roman has tailored the offense around his unique skill set of being able to run with the ball like a running back. Yeah. I mean, he's Barry Sanders, but he's a slender Barry Sanders. Right. And let's not forget, last year, the New York Jets were about to pull off a trade and send a lot of compensation and give a lot of money to Tyreek Hill. So it is in their mind that That they they would do something like that. There is no question, no question in my mind. That if they decided to do that, it would it would inf- it would just ignite the fan base. They'd be they would be over the moon. There's no question because this this player is in the midst of his prime. But you wouldn't do it at the end of the day. I I I just I would wonder about the, the other players that he's playing with, the wide receivers here, yeah, and whether or not they would be happy. And maybe they wouldn't be happy. So maybe you then up. And trading some of those guys and bringing in, you know, guys like Slayton and Isaiah Hodgson. Right, right. Guys that you're not paying a lot of money to. Yeah, exactly. But I know one thing, and, and we've seen this through this year. You know, Elijah Moore's frustrated. He's not getting his touches. Yeah. And Garrett Wilson, frustrated because there were games where he was wide open and he wasn't getting hit or the ball wasn't being thrown to them. And I know that they all look at the stats. I know they all compare themselves to the high-end wide receivers in the sure. league. And they're all wondering why they're not getting the ball thrown to them. Believe you me, they all know it. So the question would be, how does that impact that room? And would those guys want him here? Well, unless you're going to find me a better option than Lamar Jackson in this offseason, then, then they got nothing to complain about. Like to me, I, 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 this, is, this is really the question of the moment for the New York Jets. What are they doing at their quarterback position? And if they bring in Lamar, then you, and, and maybe you're happy about this, and maybe other Jet fans will be happy about this. But if they bring in Lamar, that means Zach Wilson is gone. Oh, yeah. Because he's not running this offense. Of course. That that would be the end of it. And can't have, like, in Zach in his mind, I'm sure, still thinks of himself as a number one quarterback. You heard what he said on Getaway yeah, Day. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make it a holy hell for the guy that they bring in here behind me. Thinking that Mike White and Joe Flacco, I guess, are gone. So, like, he he made that declaration that day. Yeah, he did. Who who are you to be making declarations like this? Just shut up, keep your head down, and get the hell out of here. And you know what? He might be getting the hell out of here. And I think that the Jets should be doing everything they can to get Lamar Jackson if it does break down with the Baltimore Ravens. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We got Jerry Recco back with us. What's up, Jerry? How you been, man? Oh, good. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Divisional round of the NFL playoffs this weekend. Some of the teams speaking yesterday, as you can imagine, as they are gearing up for their games, including the Giants and Eagles, who will play Saturday evening in Philly. Daniel Jones knows nice to win this past Saturday in Minnesota, but we want more. Certainly, you know, feel like we've um, you know, played well uh, to this point, but you know, by no means are we satisfied with just getting here. And, and there's a lot, a lot of work to do. They do not want to lose to the Eagles for a third time in the season. We did look it up; twenty-four times it's happened. The team that has won the first two has won fifteen of the twenty-four times the third time. Okay, so they've won a lot more than they've lost. Yeah, I mean that's an age-old adage, though. It's tough to beat a team three. No, times. actually, it's more likely. Tough to beat a team three times. Yeah, well, we'll, well it's see. not actually. Yeah, you're right, right. Not. fifteen and nine in that third game. So we'll see. Here's Dexter Lawrence. He knows they're going into a hostile environment. The Eagle fans are passionate. 
So much so, maybe his loved one should stay away. Gritty. Uh, hard nose. I told my mom she can't come to the games. Because <laughs> uh, she'll get, go back at him. But um, it should be fun, and I'm excited. Don't need no fights in the stands. No, no, yeah. no. I, so I was uh, talking to our buddy Michael Martucci the other day, and mm. uh, he was saying how... Uh, you know there are a lot, there's a lot of interest in going to the game by sure fans, yeah you know, big blue travel and everything and uh, I was like man Saturday night in Philly I think I'll stay home yeah there's just no way <laughs> I mean when back in 2017 when the Vikings were in the NFC Championship game there someone asked me to go and I said are you absolutely out of your mind like I'm gonna show up there wearing purple well you don't wear purple. I mean, but even that, though, well, you just sit there and you, like, watch the game quietly. Well, that's, that's how not I watch fun. the game anyway, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, to me, it's just a, it's a really, really bad idea. I will tell you, though, as I've told the story many times, if I go back to whatever year, I don't remember what year it was, 19, I guess it was 90, where the Cowboys were 7-8. and eight. If they won, they'd make the playoffs. If the Eagles won, they were in the playoffs, if I remember correctly, something like that. And Babel Offenberg played quarterback for the Cowboys. <laughs> My dad thought... For Christmas, this is your birthday. So he takes me, my brother, friend of mine. I wore no cowboy stuff at all, nothing. Mm-hmm. Very smart though. They realized in the fourth quarter that I wasn't cheering for the Eagles, and you didn't have any Eagles stuff. On. I had nothing on, but I didn't yeah. cheer either way. But they realized in the fourth quarter, so they started throwing hot dogs at me. <laughs> oh I boy! I would just turned around and would. I love American football. <laughs> this is my first game. <laughs> Two thumbs up. That's what I would have done. Unfortunately, I didn't think that quick. <laughs> and my dad said, we're going to leave. You wait. We're going first. <laughs> and they took off, and I think I got pelted. I remember with uh, pieces of pretzels. It was... It was um, Get me out of here. <laughs> exactly. It's just not, it's not safe, and they like it that way. Yeah, I guess so. Here's, are they opening up the jail for the link? Is uh, that in the link? That was in the vet. Don't they have a Don't they have a holding cell at the link? I don't know. I don't think. No, it was only that was only sure at the vet. That? I think it I'm was only. Sure. I know they had it at the vet. I don't know if they have one at the link. I mean, this is this is basically a city that has to grease up their light poles so got, people don't climb up them if they win a championship. Yeah, it is true. My one of the great uh, stories was when that drunk guy punched the police horse in the face. Remember that one? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Really fan. A holding uh, they cell, Santa Claus. They threw stuff at Jimmy Johnson. I mean, you know, snowballs. It's, it's endless. I'm not, not saying that everybody, you know, is like no. Uh, there's a lot of places have the yeah. same stuff happen. Of they just they do. do it the best. <laughs> That's <laughs> very good at it. Categorizing, yes. very good at antagonizing other fans. Yeah, no doubt. Here's Jalen Hurts. So we know he's dealing with a shoulder that's not a hundred percent. Is he concerned that the Giants, as Al would say, are going to try and work your shoulder? I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so um, go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. Again, it's a collarbone. Yeah, More to, is, me, to me, it's a collarbone. Okay. Well, then work the collarbone. Well, it's the same area. We shall see. And is it broken? I, I, t- I told you that, you know, I was surprised that he played in week 18, but he did. But if you watch the way he played, I don't know how he, he was able to do it, but he, he played carefully. Believe it or not. Oh, he played differently, for sure. I'll tell you one thing. If Dexter Lawrence falls on him, you know, that thing's going to hurt. That's what I told you, Al. Mm-hmm. The sack and the body weight sack. Boom. Yeah, but you got to be careful. You're not allowed to do that. Well, the body weight. I, know what I think you take that fifteen yards to get him out of there. I mean, that's it's what. I mean, to un- say, unfortunately, that that is like you know the stuff uh, The great Al Davis, the other team's quarterback, must go down, and he must go down hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, see if the Giants get to him. Yeah, Saturday. that's where I was. Uh, we were playing uh, the Raiders out in L.A. 
and I went down hard. And the Bengals didn't have a doctor on the field. It's not like they have doctors on the field today. So back then, I don't think the doctor traveled with us. So I had to be seen by the Oakland or the L.A. Raider doctor at the time in the bowels of the uh, Coliseum. So I go in there, and uh, my, <laughs> I'm like, like, like that. And he goes, what's wrong? I go, I'm having a, having a hard time to breathe. I don't know what's going on. And, and then I cough, and I spit up blood. Right? And he's like, oh, you got a hematoma or something like that. And I'm like, where? He goes, most likely you have a bruised lung. I said, okay. Can I go play? He goes, no, you're out. (laughs) You're out. And that's where my backup, Eric Wilhelm, a rookie out of Oregon State, goes in there. And he was left-handed, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, right? So he gets under center. He calls the play, gets under center. And Howie Long, right, very talkative back in the day on the defensive line, he stands up right before the play is snapped and goes, who the hell's paper boy is playing quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Wilhelm was never the same after that. <laughs> he wet himself. He, he completely just said, what just happened? Yeah, I can imagine, especially if you're staring at Harry Long. Uh, Saturday, 4.30, Jaguars and Chiefs. Boy, who's getting more publicity this week than Waffle House? I know. Because of this whole deal with uh, Trevor Lawrence and his wife. Uh, they were very into this at his press conference yesterday, wanting to know what he's eating these days. It depends. That, uh, that night, I got the Texas bacon cheesesteak with hash browns with cheese and a pecan waffle. So it just it depends. Yeah, I was. So, so sometimes I'll get the all-star. You know, it depends how I'm feeling. I tell you, so you... All right, so he's a regular guy by going to the Waffle House. That's the whole thing, right? It's great. Yeah, he's also a spokesperson for Breitling now. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, Good yeah. Friend. All right, he's joined the Breitling family. He has. Uh, Sunday, you've got the Bengals and the Bills, followed by the Cowboys in San Francisco against the Niners. Jerry Jones on the fan yesterday says uh, Micah Parsons was ready for that game in Tampa all week long. When I got to my office last week, there was this gorgeous black bat. And he said, bring the wood. Huh? Yeah, what is going on? What? I'm being tongue in cheek. I'm real hard. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? What's going on, Jer? <laughs> gorgeous black bat. When I got to my office last week, there was this gorgeous black bat. And he said, bring the wood. So, like... Did he give him an actual defense. bat? Did he give him an actual bat? I think bat? that's what he's saying. He gave what him an actual He said that's the Micah thing. Parsons. Oh, okay. That's what I said. Micah Parsons was the one spreading I, the word. I, let me ask you a question. With black bats? With actual bats? I, I don't. You or, or is he calling Micah Parsons a black bat? No, no, no. He's saying that was delivered. It was waiting for him in his office. All right, so, so there was a black, black bat. bat. Bring the wood. Bring the wood. Defense. We're going to go after them. And that was Micah Parsons got those black bats. For, I guess, everyone on the defensive side of the ball. Nice. I and like he it. Gave the, he gave Jerry Jones one. So, fair to say, Jerry, very happy with the winning I'm team. being tongue-in-cheek. I'm real hard. <laughs> I can't wipe this grin off my face. I'm so excited. <laughs> you could have happened. Uh, Eddie, you could have a guy, field man. day with this stuff. I'm real hard. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, that game, <laughs> Sunday evening. Uh, yeah, yeah, in San Francisco. Bring the wood. <laughs> Bring the wood, baby. Bring the wood. <laughs> oh, boy. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers with Pat McAfee. Don't know how many more times so he'll talk to him on his uh, regular uh, day of the week now that his season's over. So what the pa- this is what it sounds like. What the Packers do, 
it sounds as if will determine what Rodgers does for next season. If they want to go younger and, and think Jordan's ready to go, then they're, then that might be the way they want to go. And if that's the case and I still want to play, then there's only one option, right? That's to play somewhere else. He's I mean, not going to be part of a rebuild, which I understand is his They're age. not rebuilding. I mean, they got a young team. It's going to it's going to be getting better. They're, the the rebuild has already started. They just gave him a contract that pays him $50 million next year. Yep. They can't get rid of him. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Okay? You brought up Lamar Jackson to the Jets this morning. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Lamar five years, $250 million, or would you rather have Aaron Rodgers for two years, $100 million? Oh, I think I'd take my chance with Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career. I'd give an extra would. year, too. 3150. Yeah. And bring go. in Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, I guess, because that's success with him. But, I mean, that guy, you don't need to add another idiot to that coaching staff. But, they already have 50 of them. What's that? I said you don't need to add another idiot to that coaching staff. They already have 50 of no, them. The, the point being is that he and Nathaniel Hackett were close in Green no, Bay. I know. And that's why Denver hired him, thinking that they could pry Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay to go to Denver. And instead, they ended up with Russell Wilson. There was just a thing on the for the news crawl. Yes. Someone passed away at the age of 118. 118? How amazing is that? It's pretty good. 118. That means you're not even a third of the way there. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Me, here, you, there, no longer. No, 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 no. Uh, the Browns hired Jim Schwartz as their new offensive coordinator. The Chargers fired. Jim Schwartz as offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? Yeah, probably defensive. Yeah. I wrote OC. Uh, the Chargers defensive. fired. What? Defense. Yes, correct. Uh, thank you for correcting the mistake. We make a lot of them. That's right. Make a lot of errors. You make a lot of errors, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that we got. Yeah, no, I put OC because it was right after I did the whole Joe Lombardi thing in the Chargers. Right, offensive coordinator. That's your error. Yes, I know. That's your error. It is. I take ownership of it. They also fired their quarterbacks coach because Justin Herbert sucks. Apparently, Mm. I mean, come on. What we fired the quarterbacks coach for? So this is what happened. I, I know this is almost the exact thing that happened to Frank when Frank got fired from San Diego when they were playing in San Diego. There, they had drafted Melvin Gordon, and they the Spanos family wanted him running the ball. And Frank said, "We have all these injured offensive linemen, and we got Philip Rivers. And the best place, the best way to move the ball is to throw it." And he was throw heavy. I think it was Melvin Gordon's rookie year. And after that year was over, they said, you know, we're going to have to let you go because we want to run the ball more and you, you don't want to do that. And that's not true. Frank does want to do that, but uh, circumstances dictated otherwise. So now this is happening to Joe Lombardi. Yep. Same thing. So he was fired. Uh, Spurs beat the Nets 106-98. Kyrie Irving didn't play in this game. Sorkaf. Someone, I'd never heard of this kid. Keldon Johnson had 36 for San Antonio. Um, I'll give you one quote from Nick Claxton via Brian Lewis of The Post on why the team will not collapse this year like they did last year. I can't find the video or audio of it. But he said, quote, well... Last year, it was just kind of a toxic environment. Didn't know if everybody wanted to be here. This year, there's no divide between everybody. We're going to figure it out. There you go. Yeah, they're going through a tough time. they got their best players hurt, and then you know Kyrie Irving's hurt, and they're not going to win these games. No, I did very well. I mean, last night, I kind of uh, how much? How much play. longer for uh, Kevin Durant, they're saying? Well, Another it was month? initially three to four weeks. Okay, so, so maybe another two weeks? Uh, hopefully, yeah. All right, I would hope so. Uh, real quick, the Nuggets beat the Blazers 122-113. Nikola Jokic, a triple-double. 36-14-13. and 13. Denver's won 14 straight at home. The Bucks win again without Giannis. He didn't play, but Drew Holiday is 37. They beat 
beat the Raptors 131-22. And I'm going to give you one good one and one bad one from Joe Biden because you had the Warriors at the White House yesterday. The good would be how he lauds Steph Curry, makes all the sense in the world. When you watch Steph Curry play, you can also see a man of character who puts in the work, who walks his faith, who loves his family, and brings people together as one of the great sportsmen of our time. Besides that, the only thing he and I really have in common, we both married way above our station. (laughs) All good. Uh, Here, not so good if you're one Clay Thompson. Reimagine the team around the big three, Steph, Draymond, and uh, and Kai. Well, you guys are incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Steph, Draymond, Craig. Hi, and who? Craig, Craig, Craig. That was funny. Uh, tonight, the, the uh, not the Knucks, the Knicks. <laughs> they come <laughs> the Knucks. They're having a hard day today. What's going no, on, I'm man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sure. <laughs> OCDC, it is what it is. Uh, the, the Knicks Knucks. host the... I, well, I was... I don't know. The Knicks host the Wizards. Islanders play the Bruins. UConn uh, plays Seton Hall. And at the Australian Open, American Mackenzie McDonald beats the top seed Raphael Nadal in straight sets today. Nadal dealing with a hip injury, battled through, but uh, the American takes him down. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Want to join the show? 877-337-6666. The Jets don't have an offensive coordinator right now. I believe that maybe it doesn't work out, but I believe the Jets are going to do everything possible to try to get Lamar Jackson. They're going to look into it. They're going to look at the picks. They're going to look at the compensation. They're going to look at the contract. They are going to try to go all in because they believe they've got a really good team that has a quarterback problem, and Lamar Jackson doesn't seem like he wants to be in Baltimore, and Baltimore doesn't seem like they want to keep him there at this very moment. And there's people out there thinking that he could have played through this injury and did not. And if that is the case, then the Baltimore Ravens absolutely shouldn't want him back in a Baltimore Ravens uniform. So, without the offensive coordinator... How long can you wait to hire that guy? I mean, that that could be a big issue in trying to figure out who your next quarterback well, is. Well, there's a lot of issues that you got to get through, and you got to get through the money issue, and you got to get through dealing with uh, the, the Ravens and coming up with some sort of compensation. I'm wondering if we'll hear next, much like Houston allowed Deshaun Watson towards the end of that whole f- fiasco, uh, you go and find the teams that want to trade for you, and then... This is what we'll take, and, and we'll we'll take a look at that. And that's when Cleveland came in and said, "Okay, we will match what the you know the Saints and the Falcons are willing to give up. Plus, we're going to rip up your contract, and we're going to give you a fully guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollar contract." Now, earlier this morning, if you're just tuning in, we went through a comparison between Josh Allen, the quarterback in Buffalo, and Lamar Jackson. Similar players came out the same year. Both have had somewhat. Similar success. Now, Lamar's won an MVP. Uh, Josh Allen has not, and it's going to be really tough to win MVPs when, you know, when Patrick Mahomes is running around all over the place. But uh, I would say that when you take a look at what Josh Allen signed, a six-year, $258 million contract, you know, even that contract is not what Lamar wants because out of the $258 million, only a hundred, only $150 million was guaranteed. And that contract was really the standard at that point for a player like that. And it all changed with Deshaun Watson. Because they actually went, so the Josh Allen people used Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, Patrick Mahomes has had more success than, than he has. And I think Buffalo Bills 
you know, the way that they wrote the contract is, is probably a sticking point for, for uh, Lamar Jackson because he wants more guaranteed money. He wants that fully guaranteed money like Deshaun got. So Deshaun Watson gets it all guaranteed. And, you know, I would also say that Josh Allen is much more successful than Deshaun Watson. Oh, without a doubt. And a better player. And somebody you can count on. Yep. You know, and somebody that's not going to quit on your franchise like he did in Houston. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing, and, and he was already, and, and the year before, he was given a huge contract. You know, that's like the thing I think could happen with Kyler Murray in uh, Arizona. They gave him a new contract. Now they fired the coach. Now there's a new coach that's going to come in there. Kyler's got that knee injury. So I don't think he'll bitch and complain this year because he's got to come off the knee injury. But if, if that new coach is not all in on Kyler Murray and they end up with the worst record in football, Caleb Williams to Arizona in 2024, and Kyle Murray will be out of there. Yeah, well, I think that they're going to, at least they said they were going to consult Kyler Murray on the head coach, so they're going to bring in somebody I mean, that they hey, think I, can I work with him. Michael Bidwell. Uh. Just stop. you got to stop with the nonsense. <laughs> so here's the deal. So, I, I, I mean, I think Baltimore probably would have given this kind of contract. I'm sure to they Lamar. offered that kind of contract to him. And he didn't want it. And remember, he's representing himself, and... Again, like, I still think he's the face of the Ravens. Like, there's something about that franchise. I don't know what it is. And I, I know it started with Ray Lewis. I felt like it really got it going with Ray Lewis. Mm -hmm. And Brian Billick had it. And then John Harbaugh has it. And there is a, like, an expectation of when you play that team, you know, you better butt your chin strap. They're going to come after you. And inevitably, you're going to end up losing, like, three or four guys a game to that team. And... They're not overly offensive explosive, but when Lamar is on the field, man, he's just a, an electric difference maker. I just, if you don't have the right coordinator with him, then why would you trade for him? Oh, yeah, but that's what makes it easy. That's why things are lining up, though, with the Jets, because of the desperation. Just like the Cleveland Browns have the desperation, the Jets have the desperation at quarterback. They don't have an offensive coordinator, so it's not like you're going to be trying to fit a square peg in a round hole with Lamar Jackson. You know, and I think that Joe Douglas, knowing the Ravens, knowing Lamar, and having that connection there is another big plus. So and now, Joe Douglas parting with those picks is going to be the toughest thing for him because you know how well he's done, especially this past draft with those picks. He's going to have to say, okay, I'm not going to have a first round pick this next year. I'm not going to have a first round pick probably the year after that. And if you're going in with Lamar Jackson, you better win a Super Bowl with him because your future at some point is going to be right in your lap and you're not going to have anything to show for it if you don't go deep into the playoffs and win some divisions and really get that team in the conversation. Yeah, I think your uh, comparison uh, to the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback situation and then the Jets with their quarterback situation, how the Browns you know, went over the top to rectify it. The Jets may have to do the same thing, you know, and Woody Johnson basically said that. He did. He said he's willing to pay big bucks for a quarterback. So the, the money thing I don't think is going to be the issue for the Jets. The issue is going to be, you know, if they really want Lamar Jackson, is, is the relationship with the Ravens over, first and foremost, because you got to clear that hurdle. And the other thing is the, the compensation. But I don't think there's a team out there that's going to be as desperate as the Jets. Like, think about it. You know, we're talking New York market. You're talking about a team that has to win this year. I know Woody Johnson, who has asked the playoff mandate question, said, no, I don't put mandates on people. That doesn't work. But everybody knows who's been following this franchise that if they don't make the playoffs this coming year, that's going to be a big problem for the people that are in charge, especially Rob Sala. So they know that this year is that important for them. 
And I don't know if there's another team out there that's in a similar situation. Everybody wants a quarterback, but everybody doesn't need the quarterback like the Jets need them right now at this point in their history. So that's why I think that this is going to be a serious, serious conversation for the brass over there at Florham Park. Dave in Connecticut. What's going on, Dave? Hey, how you doing? Um, you guys are talking about the receivers being happy with Lamar. Now, would it would it make them happier to to have Jimmy G, who's not going to run the ball two out of three downs, and they will get more, you know, targets? I, I no. I, to me, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo has won a lot of games, and I give him credit for that. But you want to talk about getting hurt? He's hurt more than Lamar Jackson is hurt. And Jimmy Garoppolo has shown that another quarterback could come in who's a rookie seventh rounder and run that offense better than he can. Yeah, the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is that, however, is he's an unfettered free agent. He's going to be unrestricted and free. Yep. And all it takes to get him is just, you know, money. But if they were looking to bring Jimmy Garoppolo in, then keep Mike LaFleur. And they didn't do that. So if they were thinking a step ahead and saying, all right, who's the guy that we're going to bring in if we're going to keep Zach Wilson around and it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, then they wouldn't have let Mike LaFleur go. So like when you're sitting in Joe Douglas's office, I'm sure on a whiteboard somewhere or when he's discussing all these things with his scouts and everybody else around him, he's looking, okay, guys, here are our options. Maybe we trade for Lamar Jackson. Mr. Woody Johnson has basically said he'll pay for that, but we're going to have to give up this kind of compensation. Uh, we can sign Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to a short-term deal because of the injury situation, and maybe we get him for two years and and maybe you know fifty-five to sixty million dollars. I'm just spitballing here. Spitball. That that that's an issue. That's a, that that could that could uh, happen. Or we could trade for Derek Carr right now because Derek Carr is still under contract at the moment with the Oakland uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They can trade. Derek Carr to us, but Derek Carr would have to accept the trade to us because he has no trade clause. And if you accept Derek Carr and he's coming here, then Derek Carr, the only way he's going to accept that, you know, take away that no trade clause is if we give him a new contract. And we're going to have to give him a five-year deal. So so maybe Jimmy is not as long. Derek and Lamar are going to be longer-term commitments, I believe. And then, of course, there's Baker Mayfield. Baker yeah. Mayfield's probably another guy that, you know, could be a short-term solution or problem, depending on how you look at him, and, and he's a wild card. So, you know, that's basically what the Jets are looking at. I mean, that's that's their... Those, own, that's the group. Those, that's right. the group. That's yeah. it. Yep. I mean, everybody else, so I, I would say, is on the next level, and even Baker Mayfield is on the lower level of those, those, of those four, but yet he still is a potential possibility. Gio Coney alive, Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network as we go along through the week and you put the wild card weekend in your rearview mirror and start looking ahead. Now I'm starting to have some takes on these games and feeling good about them. So before I start to talk about how I feel about the Giants, I need to know what Giant fans want me to do because there's so many of them out there that believe that what I say and how I feel will have something to do with the outcome in one way or another. Now, this is what I've heard. This is after the Vikings lost. I had so many Giant fans go, all right, you know what you have to do next. 
Yeah, I don't know why, because, you know, the Vikings are, you're a fan of the Vikings. So I kind of understand, like, the, I, I guess, the credibility that you would have bringing that argument into the Viking Giant game. Because right. you have you have skin in the game. That's your team. You've lived with, died with this team over the years and years and years and years and years. So I really felt like you definitely had credibility going into that. I don't necessarily know that that now transfers to a game between the Giants and the Eagles. Well, what what they think is that everything that I believe is going to happen is not going to happen because of the bad picks and everything else and whatever. You I know, mean, you, you, with that. you have got to love the Eagles this week. Mm. That's what I think. Really? That I would have to love the Eagles? Yeah, I would think because the Giants beat your team. So I would think you got to be rooting for the Eagles to beat the Giants. I am not rooting for the Eagles to beat the Giants. I, I couldn't do that at this point. Are you, not- now the fact that my team is out... Why would I want to chop the excitement out of football in New York? I wouldn't want to do that. No, I, I would think that just selfishly yeah. that you would think that the team that beat you, you want them to lose. Uh, yeah. You know what, though? I, I always look differently, not in just this argument or this particular instance, but every other time this comes up. I like it when the team that beats my team goes on and wins. Because then, like, the whole thing, or continues to win, because that makes me feel like my team didn't blow an opportunity. Now, I'll give you the major example. Like, 1994 AFC Championship game. Steelers and Chargers. And the Steelers lost to Stan Humphreys, Natron Means, and a tight end named Alfred Papunu who pretended that the football was a coconut and he, he'd chop it open and drink out of the coconut. This team that was, should have never been there went into Pittsburgh and beat that Steelers team. Do you remember who the coach was? Head coach Bobby Rouse. That was right. So they went in there and beat that team. It was a devastating loss for the Steelers. Then the Chargers went into the Super hammered. Bowl and got absolutely murdered. Six touchdowns by Steve Young. That would make me more upset. And I've got examples with my own team. I know you do. 98, the Atlanta Falcons. Here we go. They end up going and getting crushed by the Broncos. 2000, the Giants. They move on and get crushed by the Ravens. I don't like to see that. Because then I'm like, damn, you know, you should have beat this team. Because they're not all that good and you blew it. So that's the way I feel. Now, 41 nothing, they shouldn't have beat them. But 98 for sure. And the Steelers one is a good example. So I don't like, I don't end up rooting for the team that beat me to lose because uh, then I'm like, all right, well, you know what? You're just, a, you're now even a bigger loser than you were. <laughs> that's really the way I look at it. Okay. I've always looked at it that way. But yeah, so you don't think I have the same control over Giants Eagles as I did? I, I don't think I don't think you have that kind of influence in this game. No. Okay, all right, fine. Now, so uh, that, so then Giant fans out there think that they do that you do. Yeah. Then if you want to placate them and you want to go ahead and do that, fine, go ahead and do that. But I just think you know, just be true to yourself. I think you want the Eagles. Uh, not that you want them to win. I think that you believe that they're going to win. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. Yeah, okay. I'm not so sure. Well, we'll see come Friday. That's right. Well, you'll get a little taste of that as the week goes on. Do you have, like, your thoughts on the games yet? Like, your solid thoughts on what's going to happen yet? I got two of them. Two of them I feel I really you good love about. San Francisco over the Cowboys. Oh, I love them. Oh, I absolutely love them. Because you hate the Cowboys. I don't hate the Cowboys. Okay. I'm just saying that I just, San Francisco scares the hell out of me. All right, and you like Kansas City over the Jags? Yeah, I mean everybody likes that. Yeah, for sure, everybody likes that one. So Bills, that's not Bengals. really that's not really you have a breaking. Feeling on the Bills Bengals. 
Well, that number came down. The Niners are now favored by three. It was four yesterday. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Everybody's putting the money on the Niners. No, no, no. On the Cowboys? The Cowboys, yeah, because it was minus four oh, okay. for the 49ers. Did, uh, did our jockey, Eddie Money... Eddie for money, uh, you know, pick the... Uh, he doesn't bet NFL. He only he takes other people's NFL picks and bets them because he's not in on the NFL. All right. I have to... I won't do it now because we're talking about other stuff, but but at some point this morning, I have to talk to Eddie on the phone, whether he calls up or we call him, because yesterday was an extremely eventful day for Eddie. A lot going on that we need to sift through. As you like to say, a lot to unpack Yes. With Eddie the jockey. A lot to unpack. Yeah, a lot to unpack. And I just, Do I say I, that a lot? No. We okay. make fun of people that say yes, that. So. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I need to talk to him. And by the way, he won another pick last night. Again, with New Mexico. Heater, baby. Heater. I mean, this guy, his entire life is a heater. But there's some real issues that we got to get to with Eddie. And by the way, he did like stay away from tweeting for a couple of hours, and then as the night went on, it was bang, 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 another 150, 200 tweets in about a four-hour span. couple cocktails in? Maybe. I don't know if he's drinking or it's just his mind works that way. Right. It's just just the way that he is. All right, so if you're telling me, I'll, I'll find out what Giant fans say, but if you're telling me that I can just go with my opinion on this game and don't have to worry about me influencing the outcome, then that's what I'll do. I, I believe that you're out of the mix in that regard. All right, fine. Good. That's good but, for but me. I'm not no a, one but, can blame me again, anymore. But then again, I'm not a Giant fan, so, but this is just the way that a you know an observer sees it, an okay. impartial observer. I mean, that's great. Takes the pressure off of me. Because, I mean, everybody blames me for wins, thanks me for... Um, uh, blames me for losses, thanks me for wins. Oh, you picked them, so that means that they're going to lose? I'm tired of that. If you're telling me that I'm out of that business, then I'm good. I'm happy to hear it. All right, let's go to Don, who's in Port Washington. What's going on, Don? Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, man? Uh, Long-time Giant fan. Uh, my father used to drag me to games in 1958 at the uh, Yankee Stadium. we take uh go to church. My my old man and uh, and my mother would pack lunches and go to the games and whatever. But uh, season ticket holder forever. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for Boomer on this particular game and going forward for the Giants. Boomer, would you throw to Gall- Galladay? Galladay, yeah. Yeah, um, would you try <clears throat> to throw to him now? Um, you know, the interesting thing is, for some reason, he and Daniel Jones can't get on the same page. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because he's not playing enough and he's not put in into a, a particular spot where yeah. he's going to get, you know, stay on the field for like five straight plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't play at all, literally. And if he does play, it's because, you know, maybe somebody put, takes himself off the field. And the, the problem that he has right now is that there's no trust in him. And the guys that are on the field don't want to leave the field because they want to hold on to what they have. I, you know, Isaiah Hodgins has been waiting for this and waiting for this, and now all of a sudden he's striking gold as it's happening. Absolutely. And I love, I love it. See, this is the thing. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they got A-plus wide receivers. When you look at the Giants, you got receivers with giant boulders on their shoulders, ticked off, that, you know, they've had to fight their all, fight their way to get to this point. Mm-hmm. It's a real, I mean, huge divide between the two rooms, the two wide receiver rooms in this game. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Uh, and Kenny Galladay did make a tremendous block 
uh, last week on Sunday, and that to me shows more than him catching a 30-yard touchdown pass. I do think that watching that last game against Philadelphia in which he caught the touchdown pass and his teammates' reaction towards him, yeah, the teammates seem to like him. Yeah, I, I think that everybody kind of likes each other on this team right now. You know, I mean, there's the, there's a really, really strong culture that Brian Dable has built. But they also know, they know what's going on with him. Oh, yeah, of course. They know how highly paid he is, and they know how basically inconsequential he's become. And the fact that he was put out there in a playoff game and trusted in certain situations to do things like block, and he stepped up in that way, I think that you earn the respect of your teammates and the coaching staff, and maybe you'll see him as a bigger part of the game plan this week. Just maybe. Um, but uh, definitely a short leash. Well, though. he's the fourth wide receiver right now. And, you know, I just, you know, it's going to be few and far between unless they get behind and they're going to have to start throwing like crazy. Then right. you'll get maybe more opportunities. Uh, Anthony in Cold Spring. What's going on, Anthony? Morning, gentlemen. Uh, my question is simple. How are the Giants doing on night games like this? Well, I mean, the last night game they played was against the Commanders on Sunday night football, and they won that in a tight game with a controversial ending. Um, Thursday night, they played on a Thursday night at some point this year because everybody does. What was their Thursday night game this year? Do we remember? Just Google it. I know I could. How do they play at night? I mean, does this really I mean, matter? Why matter. am I looking this up? Just, by, by, by the way, it's a, it's a short week, right? Yeah, essentially. Their Thursday night game, they lost 28-20 uh, at Dallas. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, that's right. But that was that a, that was not a night game, though, right? It was the afternoon game. It was a holiday that, game. I wonder how they play. That doesn't, right. It's it a holiday game. Kirk Cousins wouldn't have played well in that, right? No, he, you know what? He, he played, did play that night and played very well against the Patriots. So screw you. Well, I don't know, I'm just saying, you know, isn't that the narrative? It is. Isn't that, isn't that what we like to call a narrative? So they've only played one night game the entire year? Did they have another Sunday, no, Monday night? Not a single Monday night game? They played, uh... They only had one Sunday night game, I think, because they were so bad coming into the year, they weren't on prime time. They had a Monday night game at Dallas. Oh, that's right. It was Dallas. Versus Dallas. Dallas. And at home there, they lost, that they was lost that week one. number three, yeah. So... If you're going to look at that, then you think that determines something, then go ahead. I don't think well, that I means mean, it's a damn crazy thing. as thinking that you're going to influence the outcome by what you do. Hey, I'm not the one who says it. Everybody else says it. Well, when the Vikings are, you spoke that game into existence. You're exactly. You're the one telling me that I did that. Well, because you're a Viking so fan. So it's not crazy. No, but as a Viking fan, credibility, yes. As a as an eagle observer, no. So what? What happened on that one of the phone calls and many tweets, maybe even two of the phone calls on Monday was, now we need your help with the Eagles. That's what they were asking for. That's what they were asking for. So if I have to do something, I got to step up. Yeah, you you got to do exactly what you did last Friday. You got to pick against the Giants. Okay. You went up there and you just absolutely blowtorched everybody. So I should do that again. The Fly Eagles Fly I should do yeah, on Friday. Fly Eagles Fly. Yeah. On the road to victory. I mean, that's, that's even hard to say. Right? I, I mean, that's a hard thing to say. Yeah, I really, I don't really like the Eagles either. Uh, <laughs> see, my, my disdain for the Flyers actually kind of trickles into, you know, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not, I can't stand the Phillies either, but. No, of course, anything Philadelphia is just the pits. But if you were to say, I know that the fans are fans of all the teams. So if you got an Eagles fan, he's usually a Flyers fan, usually a Phillies fan. 
everything else. But if you were to pick just like a singular like fan out of those teams, which one would be the worst human on earth? Would it be the Flyers? It would be the Flyer fan. Yeah, I mean, look at look at just look at their mascot. Yeah, it's about as bizarre as they are. It's, I mean, it's a great mascot. I'm not saying the I'll give it a ten as a mascot because it actually reflects the whole thing. Yeah, I, I told you the the Penguins Flyers series that I covered back in what 2013, 2012, or whatever, and I was in that building, and they were like, it was the, some of the craziest behavior I'd ever seen. I got like three really good friends who are really die hard Flyer fans. Yeah, and I, you know, it's it's the whole like. Uh, it's the whole conservative liberal thing. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, so, yeah. So let's not talk hockey. Yeah, I don't want to talk hockey yeah, with them. Not going to talk uh, religion or abortion right, or anything I, like no, that I with them. Any of that stuff. I, right. I love you guys. You're great people. But guess what? Your team sucks. And when they're playing my team, I am not happy. Yeah, I think we talked about this once years ago, but that old Flyers goal song that they used. And I swear to God, I thought they were going to have like a human sacrifice on the ice. <laughs> like it was the scariest. It was, it was this song. It was... It was about that German. <laughs> it might have been. And the, but everybody was like, there was like blood coming out of their mouths. It was just like, and they were just absolutely frothing. Like they were all rabid. And I was like, where am I? Like, I honestly thought that someone was going to get murdered on the ice. Like, I really, I was like, I have to get out of here. Like, this is flat out scary. Because they all had this look in their eye. Like, they weren't enjoying hockey or enjoying a game. Like, they were, they were about to, they were about to do some, do some harm. You know, as it's just, I, I never went back yeah, there again. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah, oh, God. And then they're all standing there like they're like in unison. the new rollerball movie. People will cut their tongues in half so they look like snakes. <laughs> Just because their team scored a goal because James Van Rees Dyke somehow scored a Freaks. Totally freaks. I know. I know. I know. It feels a huge Flyers fan. I talked to him not that long ago about this. And I said, who's the worst? I said it the same way. Who's the worst human on the earth? Is it the Eagle fan or the Flyer fan? He goes, I don't like where you're going with this. He can't take it anymore. I'm telling you, it was scary. I'm sure those games were heated. Oh, of course they were. It's every five seconds. It's like Detroit and Colorado back in the day. Oh man! Remember those? Remember those wars? Sure, of course. With like the Ray Bork era, yeah. That? Well, the uh, the Avalanche and, and uh, the Claude Lemieux and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right back thing. then, yeah. And the Red Wings Brandon when they were Shanahan. good. <laughs> right, the guy who became like head of discipline. It was such a pain in the ass on the ice. Right? Yes, exactly. Well, uh, they, he would know. 
Johnny Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, the best thing about this uh, Dunkin' Coffee station that we have here is that, you know, you run into people. We were talking about this, how all of a sudden it just everybody goes there because they got the free coffee. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, you know, Yusef is back there, our buddy Yusef, mm-hmm. and he's making the coffee. I mean, this guy is just incredible. He just does so many things around here and very happy doing it. Yes. Oh, Mr. Boomer, I'm sorry that it's not ready yet. It'll be ready in a moment. It's fine, Yusef. It's all good. So then you start chit-chatting back there. Mm-hmm. Little water cooler talk, as they say. And I find out that uh, that Yusef is becoming very popular with in his friends group. And everybody knows now that he's on our show and all this other stuff. So I was asking about his newfound celebrity and things of that nature. And then he told me. And this is like, this is why it's good to hang out back there. Mm-hmm. Then he told me that this Sunday he was watching the NFL today because he loves the NFL today. And he is with a lady. Ooh. And he told his French lady that that's my guy right there. That's my <laughs> guy. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. <laughs> there we go. Sacre bleu is right. So uh, I think he's, uh, he may be. What? <laughs> you know what? Having a girlfriend? Yeah, I think he may. I'm wow. not sure. I don't know about his personal, but he said that he was watching the game with this French lady, and she was overly impressed that oh. he and I were friends. All right. Ah, Shakun Sogu. Shakun Sogu. Yes. So Yusef is definitely using you yes. to get some trim. That's I'm, what's I'm, going I'm, on. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. I mean, you know, I was very proud of the man. Uh, this is Mr. Boomer. I talked to him yes. on Fridays. PlayStation. Well, that's great. Good for him, man. I know we've turned things around. I just want to say thank you to Duncan because it's actually brought me close to everybody else around yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, I ran into Lee Harris this morning. Really? Yeah, he was going to get himself some free coffee. Yeah, of course. It's free for us, you know. Yes. But, uh, Duncan does an amazing job, and it, uh, it's just great. The big Duncan sign on the wall. It's all over the place now. Just lifts everybody's spirits. It does. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's going on? Yousef is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Uh, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Mercedes-Benz of Morristown. We've got Giants-Eagles this weekend. That's what's happening. Daniel Jones ready for the next chapter. You know, guys came in today ready to work and ready to get after it. Um, you know, we've got a, a lot. Still left to do. A lot to do, and it starts with Philadelphia this Saturday. I'm time. Andrew Thomas knows the link. Not going to be an easy place to be. Their crime is brutal, um, and then it helps when their team is as good as they are. So we're looking forward to it. Um, it's, it's nothing but us against the world, so that's the mentality that we have. And so while the Giants were busy taking down your Vikings and continuing their season, the Eagles got to watch. They got to scout, if you will. Here was Nick Sirianni. He enjoyed watching that game for a couple of different reasons. I was like kind of craving a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza. Which is, oh. I haven't had that in a while. It's, that's not something I get to get at home. Um, so we had that. Wow. Um, it was in the offensive staff room. How about that? I mean, is pizza that bad in Philadelphia that he's got to go chain? I like a Pizza Hut once in a while. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, not against Pizza Hut deep dish. Not at all. It's fine. Yeah, I'm... It's not my first choice. Sorry. I didn't say it was first but choice, saying, but yeah, I don't think there's anything again. wrong with it. And by the way, and if you're out of New York, you know, and you got to go get some That's pizza. That's a myth. Then, then, what do you mean? That's a myth. That the can't it's get not a myth. I, I've actually places. lived that life. There, there are plenty of. Good have you pizza been to West places. Virginia? Uh, no, I've not been to. West All right. Virginia. Have you been but to I've had Utah? Very good pizza have in you California. Been to, you know, uh, Wyoming. 
Have you been? Uh, no, I mean, but you, what you were about like, to say was what you were like about to say is once you get outside or, of New York, you can't get good pizza. That's not true. You can't get good pizza when you get outside of New York. I'm just that's saying. not true. And you can actually get a good bagel in other hey, places you know too. It's the water, Jerry. Dude, New York sucks. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I can't believe you suck. Man, you oh do man. suck. Jerry, uh, yes. New York does have the best pizza. I didn't but say I they will, don't have the, the best bagels, agree. the best pizza, the best restaurants, the best steak. You name that it. That wasn't the conversation. The, see, bagels are a different story. Bagels here are, you cannot get a good bagel anywhere else. That is, I found. No, that's not true. If you have good water, that's not true. Yeah, but a lot of places don't have the same. I'm telling you, it's not the same. I now, didn't say it's common, but it's not Living in true. Pittsburgh for five years, I found good pizza out there. found very sure. good pizza out there. Not the same as here, but very good pizza. Could not get a, anywhere near as good of a bagel. Not even close. I, uh, yeah, I don't, Jerry, what's wrong with you? I, mean, I know you hate the great York, bagel I mean. shop in Walnut Creek, California. Great bagel shop. Okay, great. Go back there. Though. I would love to. <laughs> The, you, the thing about it is, right within uh, our, where we are here, let's say, let's go out about... Point three miles from where we are. Sure. There's probably 15 bagel places that crush that place out there, especially in California. Come on, stop. Yeah. I mean, stop. Whatever you say, Boom, but what you said was factually incorrect. Oh, God. I don't doubt you the West Virginia's got bad people. Let's be honest. That <laughs> was one of them. <laughs> Not a mistake. That's an opinion. Uh, no, opinion. that was that that's was my wrong. opinion. That, that, that is was wrong. my opinion. That was a uh, mm, my opinion. Not really true. That's word. your error. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday at four thirty, you got the Jaguars and Chiefs. Listen to Andy Reid. He's talking about Patrick Mahomes. Now, some guys would complain when their star receivers leave. Uh, not Mahomes. Not this kid. All of a sudden, his receiving core, for the most part, except for McColl, they leave. New group comes in. And he didn't flinch on it. He didn't complain. He didn't, you know, run up to Veach and go, what are we doing? You know, that type of, that's not what he, that's not what he did. He just said, I understand. Let's go. And they won a lot of games and they win the division. And he, and and he elevates seat. everybody's level of play. You that's, know, that's the, that's the true markings of a great, great player. No, we haven't heard from really at all this year. Now, I know people who follow them on social media have seen them, but I don't. Usually they burst onto the national scene at least for a week is the wife and the brother this year. The mm. wife, the Patrick Mahomes brother, Jackson Mahomes, and the wife have not done anything to piss people off so far Did this they, year. Didn't they have a kid? Maybe she just hasn't been out as much, maybe? Maybe, but the brother, you know, could yeah, clearly know. be doing whatever he wants to do. But maybe he's told to back off. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I'm thinking finally. Now, if we follow him on social media, I'm sure that they'd be doing things. But usually it's like, hey, look at this. This clip goes viral. These people are the worst. And we have not seen any That's of that. True. So good good for them. You know, going fading into the background for the big fella. Uh, well, we'll <laughs> see. They haven't played in a week, so we'll see what happens. Bengals Bills on Sunday, followed by the Cowboys and Niners uh, in San Francisco Sunday night. Here was Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy. He was asked about his terrible dancing inside the locker room that the cameras picked up after they beat Tampa. What was I doing? It's doing what I always do: celebrate a victory. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it. David. It was just a teaser, so that's. Yeah. I was kind of stuck in between a break dance and the, and the gritty, so that's okay. Stuck it's between a, a bright dance and a gritty. It's a bit much. It's a big man to be stuck like that. <laughs> he is a big man. That is true. Now, they do have issues with their kicking game, as we know, with all those extra points that Brett Maher missed. Here is Jerry Jones on the fan. They will monitor that this week. We'll read this thing as the week goes along. I don't want to uh, get out over our skis and get ahead of it. 
<laughs> so he said, as of now, they do not uh, anticipate bringing in another kicker. But you never know. They could, and they could even go with two kickers on the roster. Right, but Who he, knows? He, here's the problem. You're not going to know if this is fixed until the game starts. Correct. Because you could kick a million kicks at that facility with no pressure on you. And the second you get out there in a playoff game and you got to kick an extra point or a field goal, all that mental stuff could come up. I wouldn't trust him, quite frankly. Yeah, I would it's not. just a shame because he's been so damn good all year. But when these guys go, man, they I, go. I know. <laughs> they missed five in a row. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm well aware. Um, and then one other one from Aaron Rodgers with Pat McAfee. So we heard last hour how he's got to figure out what he's going to do. And a lot of that will be based on what the Packers decide to do with their roster. Ultimately, how will he decide to play or not play? Whatever feels right in your body is probably uh, what it's going to be. I think it's got to be a full f- yes. It's got to be like, yes, 100% I'm in. <laughs> Uh, and if it's not that, then you're out. If not that, then you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know why he would sign that extension if he was contemplating retirement after one year. And it's not like he ended up, he, yes, he did have the thumb issue, but that corrected and ended up playing better towards the end of the season. It's not like he had three or four concussions or had a major injury that said, listen, I can't do this any longer. I mean, I just think he's... He's a guy that likes to stay relevant and likes to have his name out there in the headlines and is going to say anything to keep us waiting for his decision. What a I think douche. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's honestly, I think he loves this now. I think he loves <laughs> loves this attention now. Well, he's going to get it, that's for sure. No question until he makes a decision. Spurs beat the Nets last night 106 to 98. They outscored them 25 17 in the third. Jacques Vaughn says, We will not have a repeat of last season. I'm going to continue to stretch to the group. I'm not going to give them excuses. I don't care about last year. I care about the now. Today was the most important game. Now I'm going to try to reload and be ready for Phoenix. And we'll see if Kyrie Irving plays in that game. He was out last night with a calf injury. TJ Warren had 19 in the loss, 10, 11, and 10 for Ben Simmons. And the loss as well as the Nets fall in San Antonio. There was a clip I want to play if I can find it real quick. I forgot to load it up from um, John Wall. Um, you remember John Wall, who still is playing, but the old wizard who was really good at one point. He literally confirms talking about tanking when he was with the uh, when he was with the Rockets back in the day. Mm, I can't find it. Maybe next hour I'll have it for you though. But it's really damning though to hear them talk about. It. And here we go. This is it. Uh, da, 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 da. Mm, no, I don't have it. Next hour, I okay. promise you. Sorry, I, I thought I had it. I don't have it. I'll have it for you next hour. Um, Sixers beat That's the Clippers. That's your error. <laughs> well, sort of. I said next hour. I thought I could get it quicker. Uh, 121-10, Sixers beat the Clippers in L.A. Joel Embiid on TNT afterwards. You guys are 8-0 in Los Angeles. What is it about this arena? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Bulls or uh, the Knicks. Uh, I got a good record against them, too. But I don't know. We're just coming out here you know, to try to take our business, especially in L.A. Yeah, well, they have certainly done that. They don't lose there, and that's sort of the point, that on TNT last night. And Nikola Jokic, another triple-double. Nuggets beat the Blazers 122-113. to Knicks Wizards tonight. You got the Islanders playing the Bruins tonight. College basketball, it's number 15, UConn, playing Seton Hall. And this was uh, this was Raphael Nadal. So he loses this morning. Uh, he's the one seed. He lost to American Mackenzie McDonald. Uh, he loses in straight sets. Here was Nadal, who would not quit despite the fact that his hip was absolutely killing him. I tried to to keep playing without increasing the damage. No, that's that's it. I was not able to hit the backhand at all, and I was not able to to run for the ball. But I just wanted to finish the match. That's it. Doesn't sound like I thought he was sound. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel, like different. I feel like I've heard him before, and it didn't I, sound I like that. I feel like I, yeah. yeah. I don't really remember him at all. But, yeah, so he lost to the American yesterday, uh, this morning, so he is done. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Last week, we met a man who has fast become one of our favorites. His name is Eddie Brown. He lives in Maryland. He is a former jockey. And now what he does in his retirement from being a jockey is pick winners. And when I say pick winners, I mean pick winners. Every single game that he picks seems to win. And he's on another heater. And ever since he started making picks with us and our audience, he's six out of seven. It was really amazing. And something like 16 out of seven. And our audience has embraced him so much so that when he called us the first day and said that he makes these picks on Twitter, he had 23 followers. He is now about to eclipse 10,000 followers on Twitter. It's at Eddie, the number four money. He won again last night with New Mexico. But there's also a ton of issues surrounding Eddie, and we need to make sure that he's okay and this newfound fame he is dealing with correctly. So I wanted him to call today. He did. He is here. Eddie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. All right. The so, got the job done. Yes, they did. Absolutely. New Mexico got the job done for you last night. I know you were influencing some lines, as you tend to do when you put out the pick. Vegas is then adjusting those lines because so much money's coming in. So you found the sweet spot, and you got the job done again. All right, so I got a couple questions for you. Uh, so yesterday, you said that everybody was asking for your pick all afternoon long, and you said, I have to go on Braves Country Radio first to give my pick, and then I will tweet it out. So can you can you talk to me about that whole thing? I told the people I would tweet my pick out a few minutes before I told them my pick. So you guys got it three, four, five minutes ahead of time. Okay, so what is what is yeah, what is this what is this Braves radio? I mean, I I thought you were just our guy. They, I, I am, but they gave me an interview about gambling for 15, 20 minutes, and I elaborated on some things. It's not, it wasn't a big deal, one-time thing. Okay, so they, they reached out to you because they heard you on here? Yeah, they seen me winning games. Okay, so oh, this yes. Bra- this Braves Country Radio thing, I looked it up. They, they haven't seemed to have done a podcast in a very long time unless it was updated last night. Um, was this a live show or was this a podcast? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. I just put on the phone. Now, why did you feel like you needed to save the pick until you went on that radio show? Were they paying you? I, I, I did not save it. I gave it out to the people. And plus, I had to narrow it down because they swinged. I picked Belmont. I made a, like a $50 bet on Belmont minus five yesterday. And one minute later, it went to minus seven. So you're not telling me they don't know what I'm betting. Oh, they, well, they definitely see the all the money coming in and the influence and that. That is happening. I mean, you saw one of the sports books lock up one of the lines uh, after you gave out your pick. So I, I am not denying that at all. This Braves Country Radio, they didn't pay you for your pick, did they? They're going to allow me to put uh, a, a thing on their show where I get money on a card. Money on a card, meaning? Like Venmo or whatever that's called. Venmo? Yeah. So that brings me to another thing. A lot of our listeners would like to Venmo you money because you're winning them money. Have Do you have a Venmo account yet? No, I don't know how to do it, but that woman that called in the show got me a... Uh, Go fund me account, but that's only going to be to get my teeth fixed. I want to explain something. I get food stamps. That's how 
Well, how are you betting all the time if you're this broke? Well, I got a few thousand I built up. Okay. Yeah, but it's not an elaborate amount of money where I, I can survive. Okay, so, so all right, so, and you, you cannot work at this stage of your life, or you're choosing not to work? Uh, I could work the right job. And you're not doing that because? I can't get one. You can't get one. Okay, very good. I understand. Why don't the gambling companies hire me to talk in seminars about the, the perils and the, and the happiness of gambling and how to keep it under control? Well, you you could do that for sure. Now you're just getting newfound fame, so I mean, this has been a week that you've been out here. So, like, why don't the gambling companies do this? I think is you know, nobody really really knows who you are yet. So maybe as you get bigger, that might be an opportunity for you. Um, all right. So this GoFundMe page is out there now. It's set up to get your teeth fixed. The woman Danny Bates put a uh, GoFundMe account out. Do you know the name of it or how I could find it? Uh, I, I got to find it. Oh, boy. Uh, Eddie, let me ask you a question. Eddie, where, where do you live? Baltimore City. Baltimore County, about three miles from the city. Yeah, all right. What's the name of the town you live in? Rosedale. Rosedale. Okay, I know where that is. Um, do you have, uh, uh, maybe Al, you can give Al your dentist's name? And, uh, I don't have one. You don't, I don't have, have one yet? Because I'm on Medicaid. You're on Medicaid, Okay. And how how significant is this dental surgery? Uh, I basically have no front teeth and some side, most of some of the sides gone. I can hardly eat. So you're not eating solid foods at this point. It's mostly liquid foods. Well, it could be a little bit more than liquid, but it can't be anything like a steak or anything like that. So you're looking for like a whole new like set of teeth. Yeah, but I never thought I could ever get those, so I was trying to get two two implants if I could possibly bet enough to make it. All right, you need to find out what this GoFundMe page is. This is what you need to come you know, prepared for, because when you talk to us, a lot of people are paying attention. A lot of people want to give you money because you've brought them joy and prosperity. So you got to set up this Venmo, or you have to tell us this GoFundMe page, because people are going to be generous. Now, I do... Yeah, go ahead. The woman, remember the woman that called in the show yesterday? Danielle, yes, yes. She put a, 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 a account up in her name for me, a GoFundMe account. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I'd rather have you have your own Venmo account. That's what you okay. need. So well, if people want to send you 10 bucks, 20 bucks if they if they end up winning on your pick or something as a thank you, that's a good way for them to directly get to you and you control it. Nobody else has their hands all over it. That 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 is true. I'd like her to pull it down then because she's already getting money, I'm sure. Well, I, I actually heard yesterday from a couple of uh, accountants called in and said that the GoFundMe is better because that's charity and if they Venmo and people start Venmoing him money then it's Taxable. taxable. There you trouble. go. Over taxes again. Mm. Yeah. And nobody's got to tax 20 bucks. Stop. But it could be a lot more, man. We got, right. got 10,000 followers now. 10,000 people give $10, you know? Yeah, let's try to go find yeah. me and see what happens. I mean, Danielle sounded like she was. So is she. So is Danielle. Now we have to get her involved. Now, is she running the GoFundMe page? Is she controlling it? Is she the one that. Yeah. Where the money. Yeah, she, she put it off. She put it off. And she's controlling it. 
And she would see what? And she is she's controlling the GoFundMe page then. She's the one that's yeah. handling the money. Yeah. She sounded like a very nice person yesterday. Yeah, she sounded, did. Sounds like a good egg. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good egg, but I want to make sure that you know that you right. get what you need if people are gonna give money to that GoFundMe page. We need to get you full set of choppers. Oh, that's good. I Get me off of food stamps. Well, all right, one thing at a time. time yeah, one thing at a time. Let's, 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 right. Okay, okay. And Eddie, okay. can I bring up a point? You said you want to talk to people about responsible gambling. You don't have any teeth. You're raising money to get new teeth, and you're on food stamps, and you're still gambling on sports. Is that responsible? It is if you're winning, and I'm ahead. Good answer. All right. I'm a two percenter, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. You're nailing it. Uh, all right. So... <laughs> so can your friends that are dental surgeons well, help well, him I'm out gonna or try, not? I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I know anybody down there and see exactly what needs to be done and, and the extent of what needs to be done. I'm not sure. I see, okay, so I've got so many more questions for Eddie here. Do we do we do this another day or do I hold him through the break? We got to hold him. All right, all right. I will, Eddie. Hang on, all right, because we have to take a break. We got to get Boomer Sports minute. I got many, many more questions for you, and of course, plenty of uh, Giants Eagles uh, to come up as well. His mouth, like if you're looking at a Boomer, like it's uh, like a renovation. This is a knockdown. And we're just starting fresh. So whatever. So doctors... I, when I did that CBS secret celebrity renovation, it's not yeah. that. This is this no, is the down to the foundation. And we're right. gonna... I'm just going to take a sledgehammer to the rest of his teeth. <laughs> Put up some new paneling. Well, I mean, you know, there are these places out there that do these things for these people. And uh, it's I don't know how. Uh, all right. He's on hold. We'll talk to him more. Come on. All right. Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I only planned on talking to Eddie the Picks Jockey for six or seven minutes, but there's just so many other unresolved issues. I had to hold him through the break, and now we're finding out that he's so broke that he is using food stamps, and on top of that, he needs basically a whole new set of teeth and doesn't have the money to afford it. And another one of our listeners has set up a GoFundMe page to try to get raise the money to get Eddie his teeth. Uh, Eddie, have you found the name of this GoFundMe page yet so we could put it out there for people? Because this is an important thing for you. Yeah, her name's Danny Bates. Okay. The woman that called in last, yesterday. All right. She's the one that started set up. All right, so if I put Danny Bates, GoFundMe, yeah. Eddie, yeah. Jockey, maybe in Google, maybe this will work? Yeah, I know it's her name. It's uh, D-A-N-I-B-H-E-E-S. Uh, see, I see a fundraiser by Danielle Bates back last year, two years ago now. I'm not what seeing that for. Well, it does, could be another Danielle Bates. It doesn't mean it's, it's a very, it could be a very common name. So this is for some other, I don't know what this is for. Um, she called me up yesterday. Yeah, no, I know. So we need to, we need to get it from her because I think this is a... This is a tough thing for you with the technology. I know you have an issue with that. We'll, we'll get that information from her and and get that get that website out for people if they want to donate uh, to get you the new teeth. How long have you been dealing with this this teeth issue? Uh, eight years, maybe. They went, you know, they went one at a time, and the, I got one in the front that's ready to go, and then I'll have no front. Oh, there's the dog. Yeah, I have to hide from him. You have to hide from him. Why is that? 
Because if I was in there with him, he'd be barking. Oh, okay. Upset the people on the show. No, it's okay. We we love dogs here on on Boomer and Geo. All right, so we do have. This issue we will get to the bottom of with the teeth and the GoFundMe page and everything else. But we don't have that information yet. Now, health insurance is is not a thing in your it's life? Medicaid. Medicaid, okay. Medicaid won't cover this, the new teeth. I guess that's that's right. Right, Eddie? No, yeah, they don't cover it. Okay. All right. So that's an issue that's unresolved. If we get that GoFundMe information, we'll put it out there for the audience. All right. I got other things for you. All right. Okay. Now, you have seen... People in your neighborhood that you believe might be from Vegas that are watching you. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know. You're not sure? Yeah, we can, we can blow that off and go to the next question. Oh, really? So this is a serious thing for you? What do you mean? You really do believe that there could be some people out there and you don't want to talk about it on the air. No, I do. But I do believe when I made that Belmont bet, they swung the line in five minutes. I do believe they're following my bet. Okay, but maybe maybe not like a boots on the ground situation in your neighborhood right. quite yet. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Okay. What doing is if I make a bet, they swing the line two points right away, immediately. Interesting. Okay. All right. Very good. And hey, can you blame a Eddie with the heater that you're on? Well, I've always been like this. I mean, I, I had a heater like this the first two weeks of the year that was even easier than this time. Because it was new, the new season, and I was knowing the new players added and the players that left in the transfer portal, it made it like shooting fish in a barrel. It's a little harder now. <laughs> All right. All right, the next, the next question I have for you. you. You tweeted out yesterday that you were being sued by somebody. Yes, when I went on that brave thing, that guy that was stealing my picks for even before I talked to you guys, I put his name out. I said, "Don't give this guy any money. He's a fraud. He's giving my picks out." And he told me he's going to sue me. One of the hosts of Braves Country Radio told you that this guy is going no, to no, sue no. you. I, I, I told Braves Country that this guy was stealing my picks and using them. Yeah. And he was doing it even before I got on the show because I was giving him picks. I thought he was a radio guy. I'm giving him picks and he's selling them. Wow. But how, how does that make you available to be sued? Oh, he said his name. So what? He told me he's going to his company, Wager Talk, is going to sue me, he said. Wager Talk. That, why? How could? But on what grounds? That is wager talk. This guy's getting paid for picks, and now he's been exposed as a fraud. So he's mad, and he threatened to sue me. So you understand that that is frivolous, right? And there's no way that you could be sued for that. I didn't. Well, I'm not a lawyer, so I didn't know. Well, what is he hoping to take from you? That's what I asked him. Your last molar. Yeah, that's what I asked him. I, uh, I'm dead broke. What are you going to get? Yeah, I mean, that's just, it is really, this is tough. So, so there's wager talk right there. There's wager talk. And this this man's, is this man's name Adam Trigger? Yes. All right, because yes. you tweet about him a lot. Okay, all right, very good. Where do you stand with this now? Is this a beef that you just should, you're going to move away from? That would be my suggestion. Yes. yes, yes. Now that he can't sue me, whatever he tries to threaten me, I just blow him off. Okay, good. Yeah, is that him right there? You just saw Yeah, him? this is him right here, and he I guess he lives in Missouri. Okay. And is he really threatening you, or are you, because you have admitted to us that you're a little bit paranoid, uh, is he really threatening you, or are you sort of taking this oh, yeah, the wrong way? I 
warm my computer. I can show you his things. Because the first time I said it was a threat, and then he sent back, and it's not a threat. Wager Talks law firm is going after you. Oh, I can on. prove it. I can, I can, and I can guarantee you Wager Talk does not have a law firm. I mean, come on. I didn't think they did either. You think they have, like, chief legal counsel for this mom and pop? Yeah, I, don't think, got, I don't think they can beat your lawyers. <laughs> that, is, that is true. That is, that is true. I'm sure you guys got some, you're in the Big Apple. You got top-notch guys with you. Top-notch. Really right. top-notch. Right. I mean, yeah. You get much more top-notch to win. We are up on the top-notch. Yep. Yep. I can call the, your lawyers two percenters, which Vegas calls people like me. That's, oh, that is are. correct. Uh, all right, Eddie. We're talking to Eddie, the picks jockey, um, who has had an amazing week of picks, but also some other issues have entered into his life that we're trying to resolve. All right, so we're not going to pay attention to wager, wager talk and Adam Trigger any longer, right? They're out of your life. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Uh, all right, so those are all the questions that I had. The only unresolved thing now is we got to get Danielle back on the phone. Uh, hopefully she'll call us back, and then we'll try to find out this GoFundMe page because I'm sure people who have won off your picks would be more than happy to donate to try to get your teeth fixed. Is there any other thing that you've been dealing with in the last several days that we haven't talked to you about that you'd like to get out there on the air? Well, I felt bad. I don't, I'm trying to pick a winner all the time. I don't want anybody to lose any money. You know? Yeah. Say so. Yeah, but Eddie, uh, I think everybody who's ever gambled understand understand that, that, that yes. you're not going to be 100%. And, and your win rate night right now is just tremendous. And Danny, I just, uh, I, I, Eddie, I just have to say this, that, you know, you, you've helped me recoup my losses from the NFL season. <laughs> you don't lose, do you? Boom, you got inside track. You know, the players, some of them. Uh, no, I'm just telling you, I don't have inside track on anything. I'm just saying, like, when you take a look at our pick segment here, yeah. I know I'm above 500, I think. I'm, yeah, right yes, there. yes. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on the positive side, but now adding your picks in there, now I'm like on a, I'm on a roll. Right, Eddie, you've done an amazing job here. All right, before... But you're one of the best ones when the commentators are picking, right? Boomer on your head like Sims and them guys. You're oh, yeah. Your top oh, yeah, I killed them this year. I, 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 I won that going away, but that was just on the money line. That did not include the spread. All right, we do have Danielle, we do have Danielle on the line, and we're going to talk about the GoFundMe page. But before I get to her, because a lot of people want to know, uh, Eddie, do you have a pick for tonight? I haven't narrowed it down, but I'll put it out in a couple hours. I'm looking at a couple games. Uh, and I'm not going to bet it myself before I put it out because I don't want them swinging the lines. Okay. All right. Very good. So it's at Eddie, the number four money on Twitter. If you'd like to see that pick at some point in a couple hours. All right. Just, yeah, just don't overburden everybody with everything that's going on in your life in the present moment. Just wait. Just you know, when the next thing you should put out is your, is your pick. That's the next thing. I actually kind of like the. All, I'm gonna do. all right. I actually like this. Anyway. Uh, Eddie. Anyway. Yeah, okay. I, I like the stream of consciousness thing that goes on with him now. Now I'm enjoying that. Okay. So actually, Eddie, right. just keep tweeting, please, because I need to know everything that's going on. Um, I just so, want people to turn off their notifications because he's overwhelming them. Right, like like Danielle said yesterday. Danielle, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Is, is what Eddie said true, first and foremost, that you have set up a GoFundMe page for his teeth? I have offered to. Their uh, GoFundMe page does not currently exist. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Eddie, would you like yeah. Danielle to go forward with this and set up this GoFundMe page for your teeth? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is there. So, Danielle, 
have yes. you done this before and raised money via GoFundMe? I've not raised money via GoFundMe, but I've raised over $150,000 for children's cancer research. So the fundraising is not something that is new to me. All right, great. And we believe, and, you know, we have the BS meter because we're New Yorkers. Uh, Boomer and I are from the South Shore of Long Island. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of BS down there, man. Right, so my BS meter is not going off for you. Nah, it's and not going off for me, but we always are somewhat cynical. We are cynical, but you sound to me like someone who can be trusted. Now, if you, and this is the position that you're in, quite frankly, you know, if you end up screwing Eddie, that's going to be all over the airwaves, all over TV. It's not going to be a good thing. So, are you, do you want to be accepting of that responsibility? Exactly. Well, this has kind of snowballed. Um, let me sort of start from the beginning. The, I'm not going to say yes or no. So I got in touch with Eddie. I didn't realize you were all talking about Venmoing him after our call yesterday. Yeah. And I said, do you, I messaged him. We reached out. We talked on the phone. Do you want me to set up a Venmo for you? Like, people want to give you money. So then, because he's on his funky phone, he had to hang up to get the four-digit code so I can sign into the Venmo to call after I called him back. Um then I found out he doesn't have a bank account. So that's why he couldn't do Venmo originally. And then, because I I still wanted to try to help get him money, so I thought, okay, well, go fund me. There needs to be transparency. I don't want to be involved in this. I want to help the man get money, but that's... Wash my hands of it after that. Right, okay. Um, so then I had reached out to him about, mm. I need a picture. Um, like, we have to write this up. And then he said he was sorry he fell asleep, and I didn't hear, I didn't hear back from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. I received a quote about his teeth. I said, I'm working on drafting verbiage for the GoFundMe. I'm going to need a few pictures. And that was literally where it was left. So there, I don't know. There is not a, a GoFundMe. Uh, all right, Eddie, why didn't you get back to Danielle? Because I fell asleep and I was working on picking a pick because they swung the lines with my original pick. Okay. All right. So you were planning on getting back to her and having her set yeah. this page up, right? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Very good. All right. So, so where do we stand now, Danielle? Because we need an answer here. If you're going to do this or not, you have our support. Yes, you, you do. One hundred percent. Yes. And I know that this is a burden. Your husband probably thinks that you're absolutely nuts. Because if my <laughs> wife was doing this, I would say, "What in the hell are you doing?" Um, but I mean, w would you like to be involved with this or not? I don't mind helping. I mean, it's that's nothing for me. I don't mind taking the time to do that. My husband actually. I'm working this morning. I work for a school, and my husband's like, you need to call the show. You need to call the show. You look shady not calling the show. And last night, we were like, do we send you guys, like, a Twitter message? Like, is this something that maybe we could do through the Winter Brothers and their charity arm? Like, do I stick with this GoFundMe? But then Eddie's not answering me back. I'm like, what? That's happened. Come well, you, you put yourself right in the middle of it initially. This, this is you. This is how we found, you know I mean? So you're in. You're in now. You are running this thing. I thought it'd be as easy as set the guy up with a Venmo and then wash my hands of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> you got to have a bank account. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is I think, Eddie, when you take a picture of yourself, you have to... We have to see the teeth. The, the lack of... Yeah, but, he, but you don't have a smartphone, do you, Eddie? No, I got a government phone. It's horrible. You got a government. You got a, you got a government phone. You got government yes, money coming in. I don't, oh, even, I don't get a thousand dollars a month. I get less than a thousand a month. What is a government phone? But they, if you don't, if you're on poverty level, the government will give you a phone. And it's and is it a is it a flip phone? No, it's it's a 
cheap phone, just like the kind. It's about the cheapest you can get, but you get the internet on it. But my screen's completely cracked. And you could you could take pictures and text pictures with this phone. You can, but I don't know how to do pictures. Oh boy, how do you not know how to do pictures? I don't know how to take pictures with a phone. Oh wow! All right, so the person that helped you out with your Twitter account and got your new account up there, can you get back in touch with that person to take a picture of your mouth and your teeth to be able to put it up on the GoFundMe page? I, I can go to the person next door that sent you guys the pictures, and I think they'll do it. Okay, good. All right, so so that is something that Danielle is going to need, and you have okay, to good. you have to text her those pictures and. I know that it might be tough for you, and you're probably self-conscious about it, but if you really want people to step up and help you, we got to see how bad this mouth is. Okay, oh, it's bad. He'll do it for me. Okay, all right, very good. So, Danielle, don't hang up because we're going to need your number at this point. And you have it. All right, you already have it. Okay, never mind. So Al already took care of that. All right, so we do we do have your number. So we're going to be in contact with you. And 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 feel free if anything's going awry or sideways or whatever, you know, to reach out to us. So we can get it back. Yeah. On if, track. If, if, if you get frustrated, Danielle, because I know this sounds like this is going to be a really frustrating project for you. So um, um, we're here for you, and we want to make sure that you get the support that you need, as well as you giving the support that Eddie needs. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you'd like to say to Eddie while you have him on the line here because you didn't hear from him for hours and hours and hours? Is there any communication you need to have with him? Don't tell anyone I have a GoFundMe account up for you already. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be accurate. Yeah, it sounds like Eddie's, you know, he's kind of a little all over the place. Yeah. Well, and the whole reason I got myself into this mess was because he responded, somebody put a fake PayPal up with his name yesterday when I was on the show with you guys. Unbelievable. And so I was trying to tell him how to take it down. They had his picture, but it was at Eddie for M-O-N-E-V. And mm. when he saw they had his picture, he goes, oh, it must be my jockey friend from years ago. Yeah. No, it's not their jockey friend. It's somebody who's trying to, like, take money that people are trying to get. Right. To. So, so yeah, that's a good thing to put out there right now. There is nothing set up for Eddie at all to raise money as we stand here right now. When there is... We will deliver that information to you. So don't get duped by some sort of scam artist out there that's trying to profit off of this. And we do want to help Eddie. We're going to do it the right way. Danielle's going to help, and he'll end up getting his teeth and the money for the teeth eventually. But don't donate to anything yet because nothing nothing is out there. It's up there yet. This is crazy. Uh, all right. Danielle, hang on because Al wants to talk to you. Eddie, are you satisfied with where things stand right now? Yes, I am. Okay, good. We'll be paying attention to your pick a little bit later. We got your back. We're with you. And we'll be checking in soon, all right? All right. And I'll give it about 12 to them because I got to do a little bit more studying. Okay, no problem. All right, yeah, you, you get to study. And we need you to study. And we need you to come out with a winner again tonight. Okay. All right, Eddie. All right. All right, see you, buddy, all right? All right. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Nice. Okay. Now, if we get him a new set of choppers, that's going to be awesome. I mean, if that doesn't win you a Marconi, I don't know what will. <laughs> I mean, man, he sounds like a mess. I mean, it's just, it's it, the layers. But this is what happens. I know. I know this is what you gotta, happens. You got you to gotta get to the bottom of all of it, everything. Because I got a government out. found. <laughs>
<laughs> so poor Danielle, I feel bad. But, you know, listen, she immersed herself into this. Right. See, this, so my mother has these same qualities, yes. which are very good qualities, but yeah. also can get you in trouble. Like, she has to sprint to the person who needs the most help. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I can. And Danielle just did the same thing. Which is great. And then all of a sudden, you're in this bat bleep crazy <laughs> sphere of Eddie Brown, the jockey, the toothless jockey. I was making picks. But but we're also benefiting from Eddie, right? People are benefiting from him. So I know I've benefited from him. 100%. Everybody has. A bunch of my buddies are all over his picks. I mean, the the half of Sayville is is now richer because of Eddie. So so they would would not be remiss to send him 10, 20 bucks here, 30 bucks there. Exactly. Before you know it, hopefully there's enough money in there. We can get him a new set of choppers. Yeah, and this money wouldn't be going to him buying liquor or cigarettes, it would be to get the teeth done. So or that's, drugs. Right. So that's that's a good thing. My government found <laughs> at home. And then if there's any money left over, maybe we can get a bank account. Yes, that would be nice as well. We can we can start we could start with a bank account. Have you ever heard of a government issued phone yes. for poverty? Don't, don't, don't you don't you remember the whole thing about the Obama phones? Oh okay. don't you remember all of that? I mean yeah, I mean listen he's gotta stay in touch and he obviously is below the poverty line, right? Clearly, so we gotta we gotta give some help here. That's all. We're gonna need a CBS uh, sports radio, our uh, sports network crew to get down there, get some uh, B roll footage. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Hey, Stephen Waldron, are you there? Are you available to go down to Maryland? Can you send somebody down to Maryland to get footage of Eddie? Uh, it's probably not high on our priority list, but are you dying? <laughs> You haven't gotten my voice. You haven't gotten better in a week. I hope to have it back before Phoenix. (laughs) Don't they have you on any steroids or anything? Yes, prednisone. Yeah, okay. Man, you should be all right by now. God, this is like two weeks. Okay, whatever. Sounds like crap. uh, Look, I think we got to get somebody down there, Stephen. I'll see what I can do. I mean, maybe you know somebody. Maybe there's a like a like a string cameraman or something. Exactly. Yeah, affiliate. Yeah, I'll put the word out. All right, will you really put the word out, or I'll see? If, yeah, I got a meeting today. I'll see. I'll see if we have anybody down in the area. All right, great. I think I know somebody that I can call in Maryland that will will get me to the right dentist. Okay, good. I think good, good, good. But we got to raise the money. This person's not going to do it for free, are they? No, no. I'm not asking anybody to do anything for free. We just we'll all try to help out where we can. Okay, great. And and what I want to see is I want to see Eddie. And his twi- Twitter avatar with a big smile on his face. <laughs> yep, right? Yes. <laughs> with teeth for like a six foot four guy in Eddie's mouth. The biggest teeth possible. Like Rex Ryan's teeth. Like, yeah, like the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> like big, big, like the old Chief Wahoo logo. Like the, <laughs> the biggest smile of all time. We, yeah, we want to bring smiles to his face. CBS Sports Network. Let's get right to Jerry here after basically 35 minutes of straight Eddie craziness. And we got to get back into uh, the sports stories of the day. What's going on, Jerry? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by HL Gross Jewelers. Shop HL Gross in Garden City or at HLGross.com. Giants, Eagles, a couple of cool things here. One, Brian Dable putting a reporter in his place when asked about a couple of meetings with Philadelphia so far. Brian, two different results from those games against the Eagles. 
Eagles and obviously two different personnels on the field. Do you still view both games equally in terms of reviewing the film, knowing your starters played more in the first matchup? No, there were no, there were two different results. There was one, right? Lost both. Right. Yeah. You lost both. That's exactly right. Um, here was Jalen Hurts. He wants to win for the city of Philadelphia. Obviously, a lot of conversation about Philly. It's a special city. It's a special time. And, um, you know, we're taking it day by day. But obviously, we know we have the support of our city through everything. And, you know, let's show up on Saturday. Well, yeah. Define special for me. Well, here's A.J. Brown. He talks about the fans being a little nuts, so that's not a bad thing. I see stuff on, on social media, fans just doing crazy stuff. Now, that's just a Philly thing. You won't see that nowhere else, you know? Uh, but, uh, man, I don't know, man, because I just know, like, the place going to be rocking. <laughs> it is, is going to be rocking. Rock yeah, here's, here's the thing that you got to understand about the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Their offensive and defensive lines are dominating. And when you think about their defensive line, their defensive line has four guys on it that have double-digit sacks. They had 70 sacks this season. Think about that for a minute. It's a lot of sacks. And then Fletcher Cox had seven sacks. But they 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 put pressure <laughs> on the opposing quarterbacks, man. They really they really do. I mean, it's 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 startling when you actually look at it how great a year they had. Yeah, when you're talking about Cox and sacks, if you're the Giants, it's like, man, you start to get really worried. <laughs> because he gets that penetration up the middle. And you're like, man, good thing that I'm playing the Cowboys and Jared Jones. <laughs> you're talking about Cox a lot, I would think. Cox Sacky. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing. You know, the one thing I will say that you guys make me feel juvenile. juvenile yes. <laughs> and I, I actually kind of like it. Yeah. You know, it brings me back to my youth. Yeah. That would be the one thing, the point of emphasis for me if I were Brian Dable would be Cox and Sacks this week. <laughs> because if you don't stop that, then watch out. You take it right on the chin. Watch out. Every morning you're on your post-game podcast. Oh, my God. That's all you guys talk about. <laughs> you did start this one, by the way. Yeah, Fletcher Cox had seven sacks. <laughs> 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 I was trying to do a football analysis. I'm sorry. I hope Cox and Sacks comes up on the pregame show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Unless if he has three sacks against the Giants. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fletcher Cox had three sacks. Oh, hey, what a game Billy. Cox had. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I guarantee you, if that happens, I'll get it in, all right? If, oh, if Bill Lord. Cower somehow said <laughs> this by accident. <laughs> you know, guys, when breaking down a film, the thing that you really got to watch for in this game is Cox and Sacks. <laughs> Keep an eye on Cox and Sacks. JB, okay. <laughs> 
Send a tweet. Oh, God, Jerry. Man. Oh, that was funny. Anyhow, uh, Nick Sirianni, a lot of respect for the Giants. And how about this one? This comes from the McAfee podcast as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, when he stopped talking about his own self, uh, they were talking around the league, and they brought up the Giants, and specifically Dexter Lawrence. Here was Rodgers. Lots of praise for Lawrence. Aaron Donald and and, uh, Mr. Lawrence are probably two of the top, uh, maybe one, two, as far as D tackles go. It's hard to think of anybody. Uh, I mean, there's three or four guys that probably rival uh, him, but he's Williams. really, really good. No cocks on his mind. <laughs> How about Quentin Williams? <laughs> yeah, well, he. But at least in this case, they were talking specifically about the Giants, and then I, I don't know to to be put in the same conversation with uh, with him. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. So there, that was from the McAfee uh, podcast. Anyway, that'll be six. <laughs> 8 o'clock, excuse me, on Saturday night. Uh, you've got the earlier games Saturday, Jaguars and Chiefs, Bengals, Bills Sunday, then the Cowboys in San Francisco. One more from Jerry Jones. His team ready to take a crack at the Niners. San Francisco is a daunting task to go out there and win at San Francisco. Uh, but this, again, this bunch is not the same team in a positive way that it was before the day started yesterday. Yeah, likes the way they played in Tampa, hopes that they can be better, and supposedly healthy. They had some injuries on Monday night, but they came out of it okay. A couple more from Aaron Rodgers with McAfee about himself. Asked just about his age and you know this stage of his career. Rodgers makes it clear, not too old to keep playing. But do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um... Right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere Correct. else? I'm not sure. He's interviewing himself. That's what it sounds like. Yes, it is. Help. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> Could this go into, like, April with him? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think they got to they gotta know what's going I mean, on. They, He's got to say, I went last year. How long ago went last year? I don't. I honestly don't remember. Actually, no. It was, it was two years ago. That I mean, it was did he really say bad. that he realizes that you know his decision is going to have a major impact on the franchise, and that he will try to make the decision relatively soon. And, I hope and, so. and then they went to Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur said, "Look, just give him some time, man. You know, everybody's emotional after the season. It was a disappointing season from the standpoint that we didn't make the playoffs and they lost their last home game. You know, so there's a lot of emotion there, and uh, I think that." Kind of is what we're hearing. Yep, understood. Now, the Chargers fired uh, their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and their quarterback's coach, Shane Day. Brandon Staley is still there. Here was Rex Ryan on ESPN, clearly not a fan of Staley. This guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He ain't yeah. close. Like, he may be in a math quiz or something like that, but this is football. <laughs> this guy is so disrespectful to the game that the, the coaches that have coached prior to this guy, look, has he ever done it? I'm going to go for it on fourth down. I'm the guy. I don't care what Bill Parcells did, Bill Wall. And then he Bill. goes to talk about all the, the great coaches, and then he said he called them uh, a reckless coach for playing a guy like Mike Williams in the final game yeah. when he was dealing with injuries Boy, I, already. And I, it's surprising because I did a game uh, when I went out there and did that Ram Cardinal game. Yeah. Brandon Staley was the defense coordinator of the Rams. You know, and, and I had a chance to talk to him and everything. Seemed like a really good guy. Didn't seem like, you know, how, um, What's the name? Rex is kind of really defining him. I, I don't think that's fair, but that's Rex's opinion, so whatever. But I just think it's a different way. He coaches a different way than Rex did. Rex is more like Brian Dable. This guy, Brandon Stanley, is more like Mike McDaniel. Yeah, but he's also, Mike McDaniel's not making as many dumb decisions as Brandon Staley does. Brandon Staley's even more analytical, and he got crushed for that Week 18 stuff. Yeah, right of, course, so. of course he did, and, right, and rightfully so. But the other thing, too, the reason I think he's as as aggressive as he is on 
offense is because he's got the quarterback to do that. If if he has uh, you know if he's playing with a backup quarterback or he's playing with somebody that's not a top tier NFL quarterback, they're not doing the things that they normally that they're doing on offense. Yeah, and if the Jets don't go the Lamar Jackson route and find a coordinator that would fit for him, they have big problems because now with this offensive coordinator job open, I think that the best available candidate will for sure go there. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Work with Justin Herbert as opposed to come to the Jets situation. I feel bad for Justin Herbert because once again, the Chargers are. Ripping everything out from under him. They did it his first, right after his first year, and now they're doing it after his third year. Uh, just one other one. The Nets did lose to the Spurs last night. I just want to play this John Wall clip just because we always hear about tanking and teams doing it, not doing it. Are they trying to lose? Here was Wall on the Run Your Race podcast. This was from his time in Houston. I mean, we lost 20 in a row. We were trying to lose on purpose. Tanking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we started studying they Justin Pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we started me. This is how I started lining was. I saw news like me. David Nwaba, mm-hmm. Jay Sean Tate, Justin Patton, somebody else. I'm like, but who the f- can I win a game with with this? <laughs> <laughs> Good teammate. Yeah, I mean, he just named them all and just flat out told you we were out there trying to lose these games. So I thought that was interesting. Knicks Wizards tonight. Islanders take on the Bruins. You got UConn, Seton Hall, and a big upset at the Australian Open this morning where Rafael Nadal, the one seed, lost to American Mackenzie McDonald and he lost to him in straight sets. Gio on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Jerry just came in and told us that he heard from Big Blue Travel that they are already sold out and are adding more room to be able to accommodate the interest and demand from Giants fans who want to travel to this game. A better man than me. I wouldn't want to be there. Now, I do know that when you travel like with a big group like that and you're all together, it's a little bit easier because you're all surrounded by one another and you're cheering and whatever. Um, so it's a little bit easier to deal with. So that's probably what these fans are thinking. But, hey, they want to go to Philadelphia, want to see the Giants beat the Eagles, and they want to celebrate. I mean, I can only imagine. I saw a license plate guy and some other Giants fans that were out there in Minnesota and winning that game and then the celebration afterwards and hanging out and in the airport still drunk from the day before. I mean, it's when your team wins in that situation, it's the greatest feeling ever. So I don't blame Giants fans for wanting that. It's just that, you know, you're going into the, the behemoths. There's Neanderthals. There's just, there's, there's very, very... And you guys you know, are classy. Well, yeah, especially when you come from a classy, you know, a fan base that has, you know, such a deep and rich history as the Giants. That Well, that's right. And then you, you, you pluck, them, pluck them down right into that mass of humanity. Ugh. It's wearing green and black and yelling and screaming and drinking. You know, here's the thing I, I will say, though. It kind of shows you just exactly how excited that Brian Dayball has made this fan base. Oh, of they course. fixed the quarterback. They uh, they're trending upward at the right time. Mm-hmm. And look at this fan base. Look at how the fan base has been starving since 2016. That is correct, and I told you Big Blue Travel could get a week ahead if they wanted to with the Philadelphia stuff, and yes. here they are, ready to, ready to go. But yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, waking up the morning that your team is in a divisional playoff round or any playoff game, it's just, it's the greatest, the butterflies, the excitement, and everything else. Unless your team's down 3-1 to the Penguins, and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, somehow, they turn it around and win three straight games. That's right.
Oh, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Then, but then you got to turn your t- then you got to turn it next to the next team. It's like Tampa Bay. Oh, damn. Gonna play those guys again? Yeah. No, I know. I, mean, I would like to think that you know. Hopefully, the Rangers are a little bit of that to the other teams. Like they they get sick and tired of playing the Rangers as well. Yeah, I would really. I mean, the next real opportunity for me to get into a playoff series would be. You know, the Knicks, and that would be nice if they got in. We had another playoff series that we did a couple of years ago. You know, maybe they win around, get into the next round. It would be exciting. I mean, I don't think they're winning a championship or getting close to a championship, but that would be, that would at least be fun. Because I, you know, when the Vikings ended up losing yesterday or Sunday, I was like, man, like, we got a long way to go. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers. We got a long way to go. Uh, all right, let's go to Charlie, who's in Jackson, New Jersey. What's going on, Charlie? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Boomer, question for you. Yes, sir. I don't see a scenario where Derek Carr gets traded when three days after the Super Bowl, um, they have a huge bonus they got to pay him. So they're going to cut him. So from his perspective, why would he approve a trade with a non-trade when he could be essentially a free agent? Well, only, only, if, only if he gets traded to a team that he wants to go to and that team is willing to give him a huge contract without having to go through all the free agency nonsense. Well, you know, that would be the only reason why. Offer. Was that? Right, but you would assume that offer would still be there if he was a free agent if that team wants him. True. That's true. There's no question about that. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is that that hasn't happened yet. I said that's a possibility that that could happen. That could be the way the Jets go down the road. They, if they want to make sure that they're not dealing with anybody else in free agency, the way you would do it is you'd make a trade with the Raiders. Derek would yeah. approve that trade. But prior to approving that trade, he would also know that he's got the contract in his back pocket. Understood. It would be definitely in the best interest of the Jets to be able to do that. I just look at it from his perspective. Being a free agent at that position, I mean, that's he's going to make more money than he's under contract. And believe you me, like his, right? So his agents already talking to him, telling him, "Look, these are the teams that you know line up for you. You know, these are the teams that where it's going to work out for you most most likely." And I'm sure that you know Derek is also waiting for some of these other teams to determine who their head coach is going to be. Of course. So if Sean Payton takes the Houston job, let's say that happens, and you know. Would Sean Payton want Derek Carr as his quarterback, or would he, you know, with the second overall pick, do they want to break in a rookie quarterback with Sean Payton as the head coach? And you know, there's a lot of picks like Houston is sitting there, like Chicago, where they're going to have their choice of the second, you know, the second quarterback taken, and they're also going to be able to rebuild their franchise with all the draft picks they have. And they really need a guy whose personality can handle what this city is, what being the Jet quarterback is, and obviously talent is the biggest part of this thing. And if you're winning games just on your talent alone, like Lamar Jackson could, then obviously things become easier for you. But you said flat out the first time we talked about Derek Carr being available that you knew for a fact that this guy wasn't built for New York. And if you're saying that in your first... Derek Carr. Right, Derek Carr. Your first flush reaction with Derek Carr was that. If that is the case... I'm not touching the guy with a 10-foot pole. So now I also, now, now I would want to know, I need to know now who the OC is going to be for the Jets. And that that match with their car may work, depending if there is a history there or if there's success there with that guy. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So that that could basically make me feel a little bit different. But for me, like I, again, like I selfishly, I, I was thinking... Frank Reich become the head coach of Carolina and Derek Carvey is quarterback. Yeah, that that, that kind of feels fits. right. Yeah. Feels right, right? Yeah, that definitely fits.
Leading up to the game, spent a bunch of time talking about Jalen Hurts and his situation and the Giants getting ready to take on the Eagles. Also talked about the Jets side of things and what they want to do uh, for a quarterback. And I really, the more I think about it, the more I believe that the Jets are going to try everything possible to bring Lamar Jackson to the Jets. What about what about Aaron Rodgers? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave. What about Tom Brady? I, Tom Brady at this point, I don't think would be the move, and I don't think he'd want to end his career with the Jets. Who's the bigger story, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron, oh, man. I think if all things equal, Aaron Rodgers is the bigger story because I have more faith in Aaron Rodgers getting in the right situation and winning a championship next year than who, I would Lamar af- Jackson. Who could afford him? But... I don't believe that he's going anywhere. I really don't. I think I think he's going to do the same thing that he did. He's going to search for himself and everything else, and he's going to say, "All right, I'm just I'm going to go back to Green Bay and I'm going to finish this thing out." Or he's not going to play. Now I know that he did that whole thing where you thought that he was auditioning and saying that you know in the right situation, right fit, this or that. But I mean, he he's got no reason to like negotiate anymore outwardly because he got that massive contract. Right. So I'm just wondering with the Green Bay Packers. Trade Aaron Rodgers to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I mean, they I, afford him. I don't you know if they can afford him. That's the thing. Now it's going up to two hundred twenty-five million the salary cap next year. That's the projected number. Yeah, and we did look when this first came up because I brought up this whole thing and I said, you know, this is going to be a discussion point for the Jets. You know that it's going to be. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. And we did look at the contract and initially. We thought that there was a cha- there was no chance he'd be able to be moved because of the dead cap. But there is something in there as far as like post June first designation trade, whatever. That there'll still be dead cap money, but it wouldn't be so prohibitive. It would be something like if you look on the surface, it's something like ninety million dead cap if they got rid of them. But then if you dig a little bit deeper into the contract, it's something like thirteen million dead cap next year, or whatever. And these are just rough numbers because the last time we looked at this, but it can be done. I, I do remember. Once we went through this a couple of weeks ago, that that it is possible. But I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, where is the place? I mean, his dead cap hit right now for the <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers is almost a hundred million dollars, right. which is what yeah, what I just said it was about ninety million dollars, something crazy. Yes, but that's not how it would work because if you go up and you look at it and you do you know trade post june 1st designation all of these things yes that you can get into because this is what we did he it it could be done it could be done so that's why because when i saw the first person to write about that i was like wait a second his dead caps uh blah 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 blah." all right well listen he signed a three-year 151 million dollar contract let's call it 151 million yep uh, including $40.8 million signing bonus. All of it is guaranteed, much like uh, um, Kirk Cousins was guaranteed initially with mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota at, at an average salary of $50.2 million. In 2023, he'll earn a base salary. See, this is where it gets interesting. In 2023, he's going to earn a base salary of $1.1 million and a signing bonus of $58.3 million. 
and a workout bonus, 50 grand, whatever, while carrying a cap hit of 31 million. So, and he has a dead cap value of 99.7 million. So right. he's getting a signing bonus of 58 million. Right. But that, how the hell do you say I'm leaving? Yeah. Well, because he could get that same money from the other team. That's why. You know, you don't, that, if you, how do you say you're retiring would be the answer. Now, if he wants to continue to play, it could be for somewhere else. But there is, I remember we went through this. There's, there's not like, it's not really 99 million. Because it's like a signing bonus. Like, I, I don't know. If you end up trading them, and I think it's like post June 1st or something. Well, like, the potential out is 2024. So the potential out is 2024, which means he would have a two year, $101 million contract, which is basically 50 million guaranteed for two years. Yeah. Now, Carson Wentz got traded with $31 million in dead cap. That was eaten by the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, it, there's precedent for that, but not 99 million. I just I want to find that number, and I believe it's somewhere. It's it's not 99, but if it's post June first trade designation, all of those things. Because I remember specifically having this conversation with this guy who was writing about Aaron Rodgers. Like, how could you even write about this when his dead cap is 99 million? And then we sifted through it on the air, and we we got to it. So, but. Where would he want to play? Where would the Packers trade him? Would they pull a move where, no, we're not going to trade you? Absolutely not. That seems more complicated to me. I mean, I could see a reason why the Baltimore Ravens would say, I'm done with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I can't see the Green Bay Packers saying, we're done with Aaron Rodgers. So at the this interesting point. thing is, current contract was negotiated to give him the power to walk away without financial consequences after the 2022 season. Or the 2023 season. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out exactly what that means. Well, I, that you can't, I guess, go after your signing bonus, I guess, at that point? For the year prior? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means either. But he's, there are people out there in the NFL that believe that he could be on the move. And that, to me, I don't know why the Green Bay Packers would, would allow that. Like, you don't want to play for us, fine. Then retire. We're not sending you somewhere else. Well, you know, Mike Tannenbaum swung for the fences, as they say, with Brett Favre, and that came out of nowhere. You know, as we were screaming at the training camp, go get Brett, go get Brett. Well, I wasn't. Spank was. Right. And Spank forced it. And it happened. Yeah. There he was. And there he was, and Brett Favre showed up. I mean, that was that was crazy. I mean, so the, Brett Favre is such a great example of what happens when... A Hall of Fame player goes to organizations that have that loser DNA I was talking about earlier in the week. Right. Because listen to this. So Brett Favre goes wins a championship with the Green Bay Packers, ends up going to the Jets. What happens when he goes to the Jets? He gets embroiled in a penis photo scandal and then ends up getting hurt as a member of the Jets. So that's what would happen to a Jets quarterback in that situation. He's going to get into a penis photo scandal? No, I'm just saying it would be, a, it's a disaster. Like, that that's the point, is it's just a disaster, somehow, some way. I'm going to live through it. Like, it'd be a disaster, right? Like, he's, you know, uh, here's the, the penis photo with the cheerleader or whatever, and now he gets hurt, and then it's just a mess, and he's gone. He wants to go somewhere else. So then he goes to Minnesota, where there's different type of loser DNA, <laughs> where they lose in the biggest game possible. But he has a great season. Has a great seat, right. But... 
just like the whole penis thing is the jet thing, and it's a disaster, this is how Minnesota has the loser DNA. He goes there, gets them all the way to the NFC Championship game, and then throws the worst pick of the season. At four picks, I believe, in that regular season was great. Throws the worst pick across his body in this horrible situation to end up having, you know, losing that game well, to the <coughs> that game, That game was Bounty Gate. It was Bounty Gate. That's and, right. you know, they were getting after his ass, and they were trying to hurt him. We all know that. And, you know, maybe they didn't hurt him, but they certainly made him flinch. All right. So here at OverTheCap.com. Yes. Um, post June 1st, for Aaron Rodgers, cut or traded, it would be $30 million in dead cap money. So $30 million a little bit easier to swallow than $99 million. And as I mentioned before, Wentz did get traded with thirty-one million. So, if a t- if the Packers see, why would Green Bay want to do that? No, they don't, and they don't. It's not like they thought they had something in Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was doing what he was doing, and Aaron Rodgers has sat for many years like Jordan Love is sitting. Yeah, they, I don't think they believe they have the same thing in Jordan Love as they had in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, I I just think that Aaron Rodgers should just I. I can't tell him what to do, but again, like if somebody was asking my advice, I'd stay with Matt LaFleur and I would stay with my team. I, you know, he started to bring those young receivers around. They'll go out and get another receiver for him, I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, and he should stay there and they should try to get him back to the Super Bowl. I still think, and I would love, I mean, maybe this is a little selfish on my part, but I would love to see him just retire a Packer, much like I wanted to see Tom Brady retire a Patriot, but damn, he's played three more years. Yeah. Now, this the reason why Tom Brady has played three more years, gotten the Buccaneers to the playoffs three straight years, won a Super got Bowl. him the Super Bowl, and meanwhile, Mac Jones and Cam Newton have been the quarterback yeah. of the New England Patriots the last three years, and they got the one playoff series. Right. No, it is. It, it's absolutely incredible. But here, here's the difference between why I think Lamar Jackson could be the Jets' quarterback and not Aaron Rodgers, because the, as I mentioned before, the Jets' desperation to get this guy is going to be greater than any other team in the league. So Lamar Jackson, if he wants the big-ass contract that Deshaun Watson got, he's he gotta go got desperate, desperate times, call for desperate measures. He needs to find that team. Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to leave Green Bay, he's going to want a better situation to win a Super Bowl than what he has. He's not going to go into the tougher conference, and he's certainly not going to go to the Jets. So he wants you. So you think that Green Bay is going to trade him to somebody in the conference in the NFC? No, I don't think he goes anywhere. My That's po- what I'm saying. My point is that Aaron Rodgers is going to dictate where he goes, and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go someplace. That's in a worse situation than than he's in. Yeah, but he might he might find it interesting. You know, he may find it interesting to go to Vegas. Vegas, yes. Okay. The Jets, no. I'll tell you where everybody would like to go, but they're not going to do anything. Everybody would like to go to San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I mean, what Brock Purdy might end up being the starting quarterback there forever. Aaron Rodgers going back to Northern California. Tom Brady going back to Northern California. Everybody wants to go back to Northern California. Yeah, let me tell you something, though. If Brock Purdy... Their taxes hit you. Yeah. Brock Purdy ends up going you to... Got, you got mudslides and, and floods, and then you got... Droughts, right? A lot of Democrats. Yeah, that's, that's taxes. <laughs> Some mudslides with Democrats being in the mudslides. Your worst nightmare, isn't it? 
Uh, all right, so uh, Brock, but if Brock Purdy takes that team to the Super Bowl and somehow wins it, then forget about that conversation. They're bringing his ass right back. You would think so. Put a statue, put yeah. a little Brock Purdy. Plus, man, they're paying their quarterback like $800,000. Is that ridiculous? It's a way to build a team these days, man. That's why you got to hit on somebody somewhere. This is what we're saying about Mike White. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be Zach Wilson. As long as it's somebody on the roster. If Mike White ends up being the franchise quarterback, so be it. He's not getting paid any money either because, right now. Because that quarterback's not going to be making any money, significant money. They'll, I'm sure they'll give him a raise. But because he's not going to be making significant money, they're going to be able to keep everybody around them. Let's go to Julio in Wading River. What's going on, Julio? Hey, what's up, guys? I just want to say you guys are the best. Um, I got something I want to tell you about the Jets. It's a storybook ending here. Mm-hmm. Um, boom, you just touched on it. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Not only Aaron Rodgers, but you bring in Hackett as the offensive coordinator. You solve two of their problems, and he's going to go into the Jets, and he's going to bring them a Super Bowl championship Brett Favre couldn't do it, but Aaron Rodgers could do it. Tell me that wouldn't be the best storybook ending for Aaron Rodgers' career. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though, Julio. Uh, when I think of Jets, I don't think of, of story storybook endings. <laughs> I, I think Gio just laid it out, what, what the potential problems could be for anybody that comes here. Yeah, and, and I could understand, you know, who wants to go to the Cleveland Browns to be that quarterback? Nobody. The Cleveland Browns are going to make you the richest quarterback in the history of the game and guarantee every dollar off a sexual pervert predator situation scandal? Great. I'll go to the Cleveland Browns. Mistake by the lake. Awesome. This city sucks. Don't care. I got the greatest contract. So that's how you get that superstar there if you don't draft them. I can't imagine. And, like, I got no beef with the Jets at all. But I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers who's thinking about maybe one more year or two more years Coming of playing New football, York. is going to be like, especially him, Mr. Bizarre, wacky, smoking plants in Costa Rica, <laughs> Peru. That guy's not going to come to New Jersey and live in New Jersey. There's no way. Vegas. Vegas, I could see, sure. San Fran, Santa Clara. That, but yeah. he's not going to be like, you know, man, if I could just end this career on the right note. The Jets. That's why he should just stay where he is, man, and, and just continue to add on to his Green Bay legacy and hopefully get them one more Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he'll stay there. I think absolutely. I just don't. I and I like his coach, man. I liked, I like Matt LaFleur a lot. Yeah, I mean, and they got derailed. They had a terrible start to the season. They got better. Their defense got better. Obviously, that last game, losing to Detroit, ended the playoff hopes. But in Aaron Rodgers had the thumb issue that really hampered him in that offense. So... It's not like they can't come back and have a good season next year. I mean, the Bears are going to be down. The Vikings have a much tougher schedule after having the 13-win season. By the way, he owns the Vikings, right? Doesn't yeah, he, he does. Owns I mean, the Lions. The Lions have a chance to do something here in this division. Yeah. I, I, and build on the momentum that they brought in towards the end of the season. They've had a good draft. Curious about the Aaron Rodgers record against Minnesota. I mean, they split this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would just stay there. I mean, I mean, he owns the Bears and the Lions for sure. I, I oh, one hundred percent. I would think that he has a yeah. He owns Chicago too. I mean, not Chicago. Uh, there was a Chicago where he taunted the fans. Yes, that's right. Right, which was which was great. Yeah, uh, sixteen, eleven, and one against the Vikings. That's not really. Now it's actually seventeen of his last one. It's not. I mean, it's good record. It's not owning them, but it's good record. Good record. That son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, Boomer and Geo. I think you, 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 I know you 
Talking about, about him staying there, you want him out of there. I want him out of there. Yeah, no, I'd I'd love for him to be um, be rid of that. And think about that. You know, being in that division, root for a team in that division, going from Favre to Rogers, it's like God. the only thing I would just say is like sometimes you know you think that you've run it's it's run its course and you want to go somewhere else. And I could see how that was the case with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and he was able to pick the team he was going to, and he want he stepped right into a very good team in a very good situation. You know, I kind of felt that, like, in my career. After they fired Sam Weish and I knew they were rebuilding, I was like, I need to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and uh, and sometimes you just feel like that at the end of your career. I, I Maybe that's the case for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he just feels like, all right, I'm done with this whole Green Bay thing. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of playing for this coach and this organization. Not that I want to disrespect anybody, but maybe I just want a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, but what's that team that makes sense? You know, and by the way, I also think that the Brady situation would have been he would have stayed up there in New England if he had gotten what he wanted from Belichick and the organization as far as the contract. And they were only willing to pay him so much, which is amazing to me, because here's a guy just attempted 66 passes at the age of 45 and still throws the ball. I know some of these throws weren't great the other night, but still throws the ball as well as he's ever thrown it. Yeah, he'll play next year. Without a doubt, he will play next year somewhere. I don't think it'll be for Tampa. But How about somewhere. that? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson all potentially could be had. Yeah. I mean, last year I thought we had a crazy run of quarterbacks switching places. This could be even bigger. I'm Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back with us. He's got another update and moment of the day. What's up, Jerry? Hi, good morning to you. We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Flag and Anthem. Real close for real life. I could just get into the Giants, which I will momentarily. Uh, but instead, I'm going to do something that I usually have done in the past. It usually has production attached to it, but all the stuff's off my computer now. So instead, we'll do it this way. Time now for Boomer and Geo's What the hell hell is that? that? All right, there you go. It's production on the fly right Live! I love it! So I'm going to play you the sound. It's a quick one. It's about a second. And then I'll give you three choices what the sound could be. Here comes the sound. Be ready. Listen up. I did magnify it so it should be easy to hear. Here we go. I'll play it one more time for you. I'll give you you, uh, choices. Is that? Is that? Is I, that? I, I think I can. I say, I'm not doing this with you anymore. Well, what? I'm good at the game. What do you want? I you, I could be wrong. What is it, G? No, go ahead. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll lay out. out. I'll lay out. You ruined it now. No, you ruined. I it. didn't ruin what it. What is it? What is it? I didn't say anything. Say, yet. What is it? Narp fight. Narp fight. Narp fight. What is it? I think it's me. It is not you. You were not one All of the right. choices. All right. Okay, right. Is it a Evan Roberts? Yes. As he just had a yes, piece that Craig brought in from one of these places around the corner. Def- definitely Evan Roberts. Is it B, your guy, Sean Morash, talking about sucking down tacos? Or is it C, Pete Hoffman yesterday making a weird sound while yelling at BT for not wearing the Giants jersey? Can we hear it another time after the choices? <laughs> oh, All right, I got, I got the answer. I got it. What is it? Sean Morash. What do you think? I said Evan. What do you guys think? Hoff. Hoff. Hoff, Hoff, Evan. Gee, you're right. Yeah. It's Sean Morash about eight minutes ago on the CBS Sports Radio Network. And when you put it in your mouth, that <laughs> tongue scraping on it, <laughs> that that initial point of contact and the beef bursts out with the coolness of sour cream. <laughs> yeah. God. He is uh, 
Wow. And the visual. So the reason I thought that was me is when I was doing those tongue bathing sounds last oh, week. All right. That thing, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I thought that came from. No, um, but no, it's him. Wow. That was Sean Marash licking tacos. That's. Uh, I thought I heard him talking about Sean Marash licking tacos, losing weight out in the newsroom with Da. I thought I heard him say uh, that. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he is losing weight and he's on a diet and he is longing to lick the taco again. <laughs> I don't know. That's what the conversation was, though. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> what? what am I missing here? <laughs> I, listen, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, listen, so, there's, there's some danger in licking those tacos. <laughs> we we found out. We that, found yes, <laughs> I but um. <laughs> Can you look at Dexter Lawrence? Oh. Here he is talking about the Eagle fans this weekend. Giants Eagles, Saturday night at the link. Gritty. Uh hard nose. I told my mom she can't come to the games. Oh, <laughs> uh, because she'd get go back at them. But um it should be fun and I'm excited. It will be fun. All right, so who times? gets a bigger contract? Dexter Lawrence or Quentin Williams? <laughs> Dexter Lawrence. I mean they're both in the same draft class. I would think probably very they're going into their fifth years. Both of their fifth year options were picked up, so they're going to want extensions. And Who's got more cap space? Well, it's going to cap space is going up, and then it's, you know what? Oh, okay, and both and by, by the way, both teams are going to end up having to pay quarterbacks. Well, both teams are going to end up having to yeah. pay these guys. Like so, the Giants at the end of the year, I think, will have prior to signing Daniel Jones and maybe Saquon Barkley, I think somewhere around sixty million dollars in cap space, but. That number gets sliced in half immediately, if not more, by Daniel Jones. So it's you have Dexter Lawrence that needs a contract extension. You got Daniel Jones who needs a new contract, and you got Saquon Barkley that needs a new contract. That's right. Hmm. Here was Jalen Hurts. Are you concerned the Giants are going to target that uh, injury of yours? I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so um, go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. And a couple hours ago, we were talking about Nick Sirianni eating the Pizza Hut and everything in uh, more serious tones. He was talking about the Giants, the players, the coaching staff, just lots of respect for that club. Yeah, there, there's some there's some different things that they're doing, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, they're good coaches, and, and they got good players. And, and when you have good coaches... Um, you know they're going to adapt to what they're doing well, and, and they had a bye week over the time that we played them, and they've had you know some time off. They've had you know time to self-diagnose. Yes, remember the beginning of the season before we played any games, before we certainly got the Giants Eagles divisional playoff weekend. We had a caller who called up and said that Nick Sirianni screamed at him for wearing a Giants hat at a tennis court somewhere down yes. in Haddonfield, New Jersey. That, yes. I do remember that vaguely, yes. And that became like a thing, and it became a thing on yeah. WIP. Man, think about that now. How that's where the season started. And here Giants, Eagles, screaming at one another. And this guy said, F you, take off yeah. the hat. Your team sucks and everything else. And now we're in a playoff situation. we got to find juicy, that guy baby. again. It's juicy. It baby. is juicy. It's pretty good. We should find that guy, and we should get him a ticket right behind the Eagles bench. And have him yell at Nick Sirianni the whole time. The big giant hat. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there would be a big fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there'll be a fight. You, you're, you're put, you would be putting one of your listeners in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, right. The big, the big hat. Yes. That would, I, I know. Just the big that stupid giant hat oh, that's out there. I don't mean great. New York giant. I mean the gigantic hat. Yeah. What is what is the line on this game? 
Seven. Wow. I don't know if it went up to seven and a half again. Opened at seven and a half, went down to seven, and I'll check it right now. And then just as comparatively speaking, the AFC one seed with the Chiefs and Jaguars. I believe it was eight and a half. Let's wow. go here. We Chiefs and Jaguars, eight and a half. Giants, Eagles, back to seven and a half. Okay. So it opened at seven and a half, went back to seven, now seven and a half again. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs and the Jaguars, that's the uh, the first game of the weekend. Here is Patrick Mahomes. Yes, they're the one seed. Yes, the Jaguars certainly weren't a great team this year, but they certainly got better as the season went on and wound up winning the division. Here's Mahomes. Will not take this team lightly. They're a talented team. I knew that the first time we played them. Uh, you can see the talent that they had. Uh, they were flying around to the football. Uh, they made a few mistakes here and there, and that's why we kind of got the win the first time. But uh, we understand how good this football team is um, and how much of a challenge it's going to be for us to go out there and try to find a way to get a win. I did not realize. I know Bengals-Bills is on CBS. I didn't realize that game's not on Saturday. I did not know that. did not know that. Uh, Bengals-Bills-CBS on Sunday, followed by the Cowboys in San Francisco. So somebody, I'm going to play this again real quick. Now, I went back and listened to the interview again. Jerry Jones specifically was asked about Micah Parsons. Now, maybe much earlier in the question that went on and on, he was talking about Dan Quinn, but specifically he's asked about Micah Parsons being ready for Tampa. His answer was this. When I got to my office last week, there was this gorgeous black bat, and he said, bring the wood. Now, I've had a couple people on Twitter tell me that Dan Quinn was the one that Uh gave the bats out. And that the defense was going to bring the wood. Yeah. But that's not the way it was portrayed in that interview at all. Yeah, you know why Antonio Brown put his black bat on Snapchat yesterday? <laughs> you guys see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see What? That. Yeah. I don't even know what that was. real is. hard. All right. Well, come on. Did he really? Yes. It was up there. It's a picture. There was also someone else in the picture. Was he laying in the pool again? Didn't he do he that? He was not in the pool. pool. He was that in was a-, a real picture, him in the pool? Yes. Nude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it was up there for a little bit and then taken down. But of course, nothing dies on the Internet. So it was out there as a screenshot. You know, it's funny. I lost my phone for about four hours yesterday. It turned out it was under my seat in my car. Remember the best thing that ever happened to you, right? Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It's just a strange feeling, though. I missed that and somehow never saw that. So none of you guys saw the Antonio Brown thing no. yesterday? No. I saw the story of it, but I did not see the actual. Are you interested in seeing it? Probably. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, we get to suck on that all week. What are you supposed to do with that? Honestly, you have to laugh at it, right? Leave it there and don't say anything. Yeah, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers no, anymore. No, no, I don't. Stop. It's like enough, Please I guess. Stop. Uh, we probably uh, play that. <laughs> uh, the Spurs beat the Nets 106-98. Jacques Vaughn says we lost. Enough said. We move on. Not looking for any excuses. That's just who we are. We get a chance to play the game. You get a chance to compete. We had plenty enough bodies uh, to, to get the job done today. We yeah, ran yeah, through everybody. Just... So everybody got a chance to be a part of it and and be a part of the winning, being a part of the losing. Now, is this, this Al's is a, coming in to take a look a at This is a screenshot the... that someone yeah. saves? Yeah, there it is. Oh. Oh, <laughs> he says, oh. Yeah. All right. Huh? All right. How do you feel about that? Wish I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you ran in here, though. <laughs> Couldn't wait to see it. 
What was the other one that he couldn't wait to get in here and see? Was it Tiger Woods or Derek Jeter or A-Rod? There was one other one that you couldn't wait to come in and see. I don't remember. This one I, I, photo of. This one I thought was just going to be him. I told you it was someone else in the, in yeah. the thing. The word swallower. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening right Boomer, now. I still have it up if you'd like to take a look. I don't need to take a look now. I don't need to. Needs I, have no, I, I have no need. I have no want to. Right, I have right. nothing to want. To, Eddie? I want nothing to do with that. No, I'm, I'm fine. Sure. Jerry? No, I'm good. Okay. Not all that interested. All right, just making sure we could have a conversation about it off the air if you'd like. It'd be better no. when you have all the information. You and Al can go have a party if you'd like. Yeah, you and Al can go out and discuss it. It seems pretty clear what the situation is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Did he take the picture? <laughs> he must have. I mean, I'm thinking. Unless I mean, someone, someone else far, was there. I mean, was it far enough? Does he have long enough arms to get it away? <laughs> Take like a selfie. <laughs> Maybe one of those selfie sticks he had. You know, those things Maybe that have the stick, yeah. Well, I could show you exactly the angle if you'd like. It's right here. No? Nope. Okay. Knicks Wizards tonight. Islanders Bruins tonight as well. Uh, UConn plays Seton Hall. And uh, Mackenzie McDonald upset Raphael Nadal in straight sets at the Australian Open. Here was Nadal. He was banged up, but he won't go quit. I tried to, to keep playing without increasing the damage. No, that's that's it. I was not able to hit the back end at all, and I was not able to to run for the balls. But I just wanted to finish the match. That's it. <laughs> what are you laughing at now? You off the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyhow, so that that's that's enough. Um, what else? I guess moment of the day. It's a little long, so we'll do that now. It is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Now, I know you've done this before in the past to a certain extent, but this was just flat out better. This was you recounting the story of the Flyers and, and Penguins in the playoffs and the violent goal song that you heard and what was happening around you. Like it was the scariest. It was it was a song. It was that was about that German. There was like blood coming out of their mouths. It was just like it was, and, and they were just absolutely frothing. Like they were all rabid. Like I honestly thought that someone was going to get murdered on the ice. Like I really, I was like, I have to get out of here. Like this is flat out scary because they all had this look in their eye. Like they weren't enjoying hockey or enjoying a game. Like they were, they were about to do some harm. I know. I yeah. This is it. Yeah. Oh God. And they're all standing there like they're like in unison. the new rollerball movie. People will cut their tongues in half so they look like snakes. <laughs> Just because their team scored a goal because James Van Rees died and somehow scored a... <laughs> Very 
very aggressive there <laughs> yeah. with your dancing. I don't even think you realize how aggressive you were. You know, looking back on it yeah. now. Yeah, but that's what I'm telling you. That's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, I saw from these people. I got to tell you, the one thing that I've seen now over the last 10 days is how you have been influenced by that Turkish internet dancer. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. been getting up and dancing a lot lately. Yeah, no, it's true. Absolutely. I mean, seeing him, how happy he is juggling that gut around, it has inspired me for sure. But th that has been seared into my memory for all those years ago. It might have been 2011. Just those people and how they looked. And I'm like, they're all criminals. They're all nuts. Like, every single one of these people is capable of murder okay. with their bare hands. I mean, even like there was kids, like five-year-old kids with nose rings. It's like, <laughs> little demon children. Demon children. Like horns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was that? Oh, you that, might have been out that, that day. That's that Turkish dancer that he's following on Instagram, and he loves the guy. Yeah, there's this. So there's a Turkish dancer who all he does is move his gut up and down and smile and dance, and he gets all these endorsements. So he goes in front of restaurants and does this dance, and then like people have the restaurant name behind them, and then he feeds. They feed him, <laughs> and then like we'll go into like a cold stone. Here we go. So we go. just like. <laughs> <laughs> I told Gio he needs to do this outside the Portland Village. <laughs> but you have to see, you have to see the guy actually doing. It. Yeah, it's crazy. Does he have a shirt on too? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So he um, but he's got thumb lap disease. What is that? His stomach done laps over his. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> well, I'm getting there myself. Yeah, okay. so he's he's oh, fantastic. He's got really bad. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I was saying. That's what I wanted to do in Sable is like my new idol. I just go out in front of the restaurants and do, do, do <laughs> shake my gut and they feed me slices of pizza and things like that. But yeah, so that's uh, he has inspired me. I'll All show right. you Jerry in the break here. The guy is phenomenal. And then once you see him once, you got to see him every day. It becomes an addiction. Uh, all right. See you tomorrow, Jerry. Yeah, I know you won't. I'll see oh. you Friday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> see Rutgers, Michigan yeah. State tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wow. Good yes. game. Yes, it is. Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Now, I asked you this morning about your sweatshirt. Yes, that's right. Yep. And we never got around to that. You never told me exactly what the acronym is. So, yeah, it's from the Due Process Golf Course. Yeah. And Doug Wells, the the man over there at uh, Ray Cortina Mercedes-Benz, the general manager, sent us all these uh, hooded sweatshirts, and I said I would wear mine right away on the air, and it's got the logo. We also sent a very nice hat that I, I liked as well. It's got the logo, um, Fiofo on it. Well, I don't know if that's a logo. I think it's more of a mantra down at Due Process. Oh, it's a mantra. Okay, so yes. the mantra is on the, uh, the sweatshirt. F-I-O-F-O. -O. Fit in or F off. F off, everybody. Yeah. There you go. Fit I like in it. or F off. I like it. Yeah, which is exactly what we told Anthony Gallo when he started working with us. That's what I told him. Listen, man, you either fit in with us. F off, you a-holes. Or yeah, or yeah, F off, you a-holes. Yeah, well, that due process is an awesome place. It's a, yeah. It's a great golf course, a great club, and fun to play down there. All right, I got two uh, two options for you here. Okay. Because uh, we were both uh, sort of farting around in the break, and I had two things that I wanted to talk about that I quite haven't done today. 
that uh, we could end the show with. And you want to give me like two minutes to talk about it? No, no, no. No, we got six minutes. Okay. So, uh, five minutes. One, the Tom Brady retirement thing, which we didn't elaborate on today because I really don't think he's going anywhere. We can talk more about Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. Or, since Gallo's back with us, we could talk about how that woman dumped him at the dinner. I think it's more important to find out why she dumped him and how he reacted to it, and is he okay, and is he in a okay. solid place right now? All right, now. good. So we'll go get we'll go get Gallo now. I just All want right. to make sure you were into it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Wanna, I didn't want to bring it to you if you weren't into it. But isn't he, he's the one who told me yesterday something yeah, that, he, that I brought back to you. Exactly, which is why I wanted to bring him in today, because yeah, I was too late in the show. And I didn't really want the scuttlebutt, but for some reason he wanted to give it to me. He did. Well, he wanted to give me the scuttlebutt as well. So, all right, Anthony Gallo's back with us. He was uh, out for a few days, and now he uh, joined us back at work yesterday. Anthony Gallo went on a date with a woman, actually several dates with a woman. And they went to, on their latest date, it was like, I believe, the fourth date, is that correct? Yes. Well, the fifth, but yeah, fourth. Fifth, fourth or fifth date. He brings her to the Museum of Modern Art, pays for her ticket there. They go out to dinner. He takes her out to a beautiful dinner. As the food is coming out, she dumps him at the table. He then goes on to pay for that particular meal, even when she offered to split. He said, no, I have it. So that right there is just total pride lost. Loser. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we haven't told you. Gentlemen. Right, gentlemen. Right, sure. She's Have kicking some, you to the curb. Right, self-respect. Uh, so how much were the tickets for the museum? Not a lot. Okay. I got a student ticket for myself and her. You're not so a student. I have my student ID still. You're student not a student. ID? You're 30 years old. Uh, he looks like work? he could be a student. Looks like a guy that doesn't really want yeah, to work. Yeah, NYU. Just smoke blunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a 10th year NYU student. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you, so you basically got cheap tickets. Well, it's a museum. It's not going to like a Met game or something. It's not that expensive. Which is actually kind of cool. I've never been, so it was cool. Oh, yeah, all right. So what, like $20 a piece? Yeah, they came out to like $36. Oh, okay, all right, so that's pretty good. And then you bring her out to this nice dinner. Now, uh, well, now were you trying to bring her to the museum to impress her or something? I was she trying to have a fun date. She wanted to go there or? Well, she's in the art. And I've wanted to go, and none of my guy friends ever want to go. It's not really a thing. Hey, dude, you want to go to the MoMA? Yeah, right. So I wanted to go, and it was cool. It was actually a really good time. I just wish, you know, she would have told me before we went out to dinner, and I paid $70 for dinner around the holidays, and I have two weddings going on. So, well, How did you pay $70 for dinner these days? Did you go to Taco Bell? No, we went out. It was right by the MoMA. I forgot what it was called. Do you, was no, do you have no drinks? No, we had a drinks and like a drink each and a meal. I mean, once, you know, she told me and the food came out right as she told me. And I was like, I don't even want to eat this how food did right she, How did she tell you? She was super respectful. So what'd I she say? I asked for somebody that's up front with me. All right, so what'd she say? She said it's not what she's looking for right now. I think she just got out of a relationship and she lied about how long ago it was. So yeah. Maybe she wasn't over that. Uh, I told G, so I, after G told the story on air, you would have thought I died, the way people texted me. I told G, not this, not TMI, but I told him because I thought it would be funny because I woke up with the worst hemorrhoids of my life that day. <laughs> Went through this whole day. After the fact? No, or, woke oh. up that day, oh. suffered through it like a man, yeah, and then got dumped. Yeah. Wow, so Maybe you, went, you went to the MoMA with hemorrhoids. Maybe that's why. You're probably limping around. You no, I sucked stunk. it up. Straight back dick now. Come on. <laughs> so do you think that she didn't know what she was going to do as the date was going on? And then as the date unfolded, she's like, this is not the guy I want to be with. I'm going to dump him at dinner. I think that she was going to tell me before we even left. But I bought the tickets when I was on the way. 
So then it was like maybe she was in a position that she felt like, but dinner didn't have to happen. It didn't have to happen. It didn't. So it wasn't a dinner either. So when she told you that she was uh, dumping you and the the meal came, you decided to sit and eat it? Yeah, we we talked. About why she's not. I was I was gonna eat that food. I was not getting up and not eating that food. I was finishing my drink and finishing my food. So you didn't. You weren't like devastated by. No, it. no, 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 no. We kind of still talk, but no, not at all. I'm oh, thirty one. What are you still wasting your time for talking well, to her? Gotta, don't want to burn bridges, Gio. I understand that, but I mean, she dumped you after this whole experience. I'd be like, screw her. How long had you, had you known her? Oh, uh, we talked for like three months, I guess. But, oh, like, so I only the while. last month and a half, I guess, we were, like, actually seeing each other. Okay. It wasn't that. I, I was like, dang, Gio's making it sound like I'm, like, moping around the newsroom. Well, that's the first thing you said to me that one day when I went out well, there. Well, the first thing just... I said was I had the worst hemorrhoids of my life. And then I got dumped. And then I got dumped. And I was like, yes. wow. This wow, is hemorrhoids terrible. and dumping in the same day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my parents must be so proud of me right now. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you're back on the horse here. You're talking to anybody else. More dating. I'm trying like to. That. It's not easy. Are you good at this dating thing or not good? Um, I was having a good streak. Yeah. Not trying to let this kick me off the streak. It's tough. Dating apps suck. So when you say you're on a good streak, good streak, like it ends in sex? No, I just kept going out with different people. Oh, okay. All right. I'm looking for something a little bit more serious, but... Sex is always a possibility. All right, so you're looking for something a little more serious. And so now you, you want to get in that relationship, and eventually yeah. so you're at that point now. I'm you want to settle I'm, down. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, honestly, what may help. Just yeah. may help. Just what I'm <laughs> Here we go. A little makeover. No, that's not happening. This is me. That's him, man. Either I, know, I, I know. Give or take. I, yeah. I, I don't just. I know, when, you, like, when you went to Mama, like, what, what did you wear? I had like a nice flannel on. Oh, you did. Yeah, I draw. Listen, I know I come to work very unesthetically pleasing, but I <laughs> oh, yeah. dress up. That's what I'm out. saying. You know, maybe. No, I'm, no, I'm a different person when I go on a date. Very gently, like beard a little bit, so you don't look. I had just gotten a haircut because I, I mean, was going to a wedding the next week. I mean, you know, girls like long hair. Booms. I'm not saying I don't want <laughs> long hair. I'm not. I'm not talking about your hair. I'm talking about your beard. You know, my beard is great. A little bit. Look at G. Look at how G. G. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do keep it a little more trimmed. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like a him clean shaven would be frightening. I haven't seen my. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen my chin since 2011. I'm sure that there are some women out there that like your look. 100 percent, right? Okay, granola. There's got to be a granola girl out there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Do you meet anybody at the Antifa rallies? Is there anybody out (laughs) there? No, 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 no. Okay, it's tough to see people with the black masks on. All right, Gal, uh, get out of here, man. It's good to All see right, you well, again. You know, at least you took it well. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just loved it. I would have loved to be at that table next to him. And I'd be like, look at this schmuck. Not only is he finishing his meal, he's paying for it. Well, he said he wanted to eat. So. <laughs> to eat. And by the way, great job finding a place at 70 bucks where you're drinking and eating in New York City in 2023 or 2022. You would think 70 bucks per person. Exactly. Minimum. Easily.